Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Triple M footy. Lives on Listener. Replays, interviews. And the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low. Relax. Keep out of harm's way. But not here. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to the Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. A big afternoon of rugby league as we count down towards the Tigers and Knights game. James Graham, James Hooper, Gordon Tallis joining you. Ben Dobbin, your host this afternoon. So much to get through. An awesome round of rugby league so far. Round two hasn't disappointed. Gordon Tallis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ben. What a, another great round of football so far. Uh, a couple of cracking games this afternoon, but it hasn't let us down thus far this season. It certainly hasn't. It's been awesome. James Graham, a very good afternoon to you. Your Bulldogs, uh, you'd be smiling today. Your doggies, they're winners, eh? Yeah, it was a great victory down there in Melbourne. Outstanding performance from uh, from the dogs, but what a round of football. It just seems like Everyone has the potential to beat each other. It's um, it's been a fantastic two opening rounds with, and the standard has been exceptional. Um, and just each team's ability to to beat one another is is a real standout for me. Hoops, good afternoon, mate. How are you? Very good, Dobbo. As the boys have just underlined, it has been a brilliant start to the 2023 season. And whether it was the Panthers answering some hard questions Thursday night in a cracking contest against Souths, uh, whether it was yesterday, that gripping theatre between the Dolphins and the Raiders, and then the Dogs are one of the, the stories of the summer. And, well, they've delivered yesterday. They hadn't won there since 2016. It's one of the hardest road trips in the game. And they played, yeah, they played outstandingly to get the two points. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk expansion uh, reports today that the uh, NRL want to head to 20 teams. Peter Volandis will join us a little later. We're also going to talk with Canterbury coach uh, Cameron Serraldo. So much to get through. Uh, but let's get into the Dogs' big win over the Storm. 26 points to 12. And if you're a Canterbury fan, you're excited because that's their first win of the season for the Melbourne Storm. They have got injuries, um, and it was a very unlike Melbourne Storm performance. But for Canterbury, Gordy, I'll start with you. They play tough, and they're showing signs under Cameron Serraldo that they're going to be a much improved side this year. Yeah, two different teams, wasn't it? So you look at what they tossed up at Four, four Pines Park. I thought, God, it's going to be a long season because of all their recruits. But it was two totally different sides. And the way the dogs trialed, I thought, you know, I didn't see – light at the end of the tunnel so quick. I knew that they were going to keep on working as a new coach and new combinations, but they turned it around. It's a tough road trip, um, but they were absolutely outstanding. Um, their ball movement, they and the Storm started well. I think they completed at about 80-something 80, 80 percent. So the Storm weren't the Storm, but um, they didn't give them too many soft tries there. You know, um, still the dogs, uh, they had to work for everything that they got. Hey, hey Ben, just a, a quick one. You were quick to mention the, um, the Melbourne Storm injuries, but Nothing about any of the players that were missing for, for Canterbury. I think you've... Um... Well, there's two. There's two at the moment. In, um, in Tavita uh, Pangai Jr., he, he, he's not there. 
So, um, so in so two of their main people in the middle of the park coming up against Asafa Solomona and Christian Welsh. Yeah, there's nearly two million of the dogs capped there, Dobbo. Yeah, so well, that's fair. you know, if you if you're gonna make <laughs> if you're gonna mention one, okay, if you're gonna mention one, if you're gonna mention one team's injuries, you got to mention yeah. the others as well. well yeah, well, with some big names missing from both teams, that's sort of the way you open a show. You know what I mean? And you do research. It's called research when you're on well, the Sunday Simbin. Okay, okay. Listen, sorry to the Canterbury faithful, James Graham. Both sides were missing players. For me, Melbourne were missing a few more than the Bulldogs. Nothing taking away from the Bulldogs' performance. The Bulldogs' performance was outstanding. Yeah, it was. Over to you, James no, Graham. But, but, but I just wanted to, to point that out because you... Thank you. Very one-sided argument on the list of injuries. <laughs> but no, look, I think... In all seriousness, I think you've got to admire the way Canterbury approached this game. Um, coming off the back of uh, you know a, a bit of a drubbing there against the uh, against Manly, or that's how it certainly ended up, and what the score line reflected. But they came and they they went down to Melbourne, and it would be easy to just play that conservative style of play. But what they did, they looked to get late offload. They shifted the ball. Uh, all their back five were over a hundred meters, and I think you know you, you, people will point to the fact that Munster and Pappenhausen were missing. That said, look at Coach Bellamy's, well, I was going to say frustration, (laughs) pure anger at the level of performance. So he was expecting much more. And I think part of that came from the way that Canterbury approached the game with their attack, their offload, and their their willingness to to shift the ball. It was was a real standout. Craig Bellamy had this to say post-match. He was absolutely furious. Have a listen. Our lack of effort was really poor. That's what we pride ourselves on here, but start of the game, they were a lot more enthusiastic than us. They were running harder. They were tackling harder. They were doing everything better than us, and we were a mile off with some of our effort areas. Like, I mean, a mile off. So I, I certainly didn't see that coming. Yeah, I thought our effort areas were really good last week, and, but today, yeah, really disappointing. You often hear players joke, Dobbo, about when Bellyache's going to deliver a cutting spray at halftime, they hand out raincoats and umbrellas as you're walking into the dressing room at Amy Park. But that's as animated as we've seen him for some time. I thought at halftime yesterday you could see that he was just absolutely livid. Um, And as he then continued to underline in the press conference after the game, it was the effort areas that he just felt. And and for a Craig Bellamy... Yeah, and for a Craig Bellamy coach team that's his key fundamental you have to go out and you have to give 110 percent and he clearly felt as though he actually said it was right across the board he wasn't just singling out individuals he thought the entire team was off well well, even concentration uh, as well I think it was Avarillo jumps into dummy half he's got Harry Grant and Big Nelson there in front of him and just jumps out throws a big dummy and and crashes over not long after half time he certainly wouldn't have been pleased with that it's not very often you see such a simple try through you know that in between that marker and a defender on try line um conceded by the the Melbourne Storm but like I say I think you've got to give a lot of credit to um the the, the Bulldogs and the way they attack but then yep. you know Craig Bellamy there speaks of effort areas one guy in particular that was bringing that for the Bulldogs which perhaps may go unnoticed is Viliami kick out I thought he was absolutely sensational with the with the, with the pressure that he applied through through his defense, his tying in, his way that he attacks the the, the ball playing 
uh, members of the opposition. You know, he kick chase he, pressure. Kick, kick, he's down there on the kick chase. There was a moment there, I think, uh, towards the back end of the game, just before he got um, Simbind. Burton puts in a you know a really deep kick. You know, big moment in the game. He was looking tired before that, but he's there yeah. leading the kick chase. I thought he looked tired. I thought, oh, maybe it's time to get him off. But you know, two minutes later, he's leading the kick chase, and those are the type of things that. Um, don't go unnoticed by your teammates, and it, it was a it was a big performance from him. And uh, those he's he'll be teaching the other players about those little one percent efforts, which make a huge difference. And on the other side of the field, Jacob Preston. Oh wow! I didn't know too much about him. He like a well, not a train and trial, but he's in the top thirty. Well, he was on a train and trial. He <laughs> was went he? he went to Canterbury on nothing, just for an opportunity. From he was where? Playing for the North Sydney Bears, Bears? right? Oh, that's in, right. He scored in New South Wales Cup. Games or something I think he's like a manly year. junior. Okay, right. and so he decided he, he got given an opportunity at Canterbury. Over the course of the summer, he forced his way into yeah. their top thirty with his efforts during the pre. Season and look, I noticed last week we didn't know much about him. He featured in the trials. Then he there was talk he was going to be in the starting side. He didn't end up in the starting side last week. He did, he did. last night, and he a he, couple of trials, like a couple of his efforts, his yeah. runs. He did thirty five tackles on the edge too, which is huge. But a couple of the lines that he run and how like winning the collision. You know, what I mean, like he's getting the ball. I I was super impressed because you can expect that from a kick out. But you see this guy, I don't know too much about him. He he was absolutely outstanding yesterday for a young kid starting his first grade. Do, yeah. do you like his haircut, Gordon? Love it. It's a How bit good Warren Capper-ish. Oh, it is no, a bit Warren I was Capper-ish. thinking more sort of Kerry Hemsley-ish. Oh, well, I was thinking more the Bengals, the 1980, the walk like an Egyptian <laughs> type of Bon Jovi-ish. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, can I ask this? Did, we under, did Melbourne underestimate the impact taking both Bromwiches and Felice out of that side? I no. understand all of them internationals, and Melbourne have always had a system where they've – They've got the next ones coming along and they coach them up and they train them and they've always had cheapies in there. But you take three internationals and you, and I'm not, and don't take this, no Olam at the moment. Uh, you've got no Coates, no Pappen, and also no Munster. So they're, they're, no they're, they're, no, 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 no one gets, no one gets bitten with their talent like Melbourne. The amount of talent that they've well, Penrith's, lost. Penrith's starting to get Just recently, now. two, two. Yeah. So one they stole from the Cowboys and kick out. And Appy from Manly? Is that what you're talking about? Well, Burton the year <laughs> yeah. before and Capewell the year before and their coaching yeah. stuff. Oh, the one they stole from the Titans, Capewell. But listen, let's <laughs> yeah. not go into that. No, but with Melbourne, like a lot of their guys that they've had as young kids, that's yeah. where you go to. That's mate, that's the standard. Apparently, Nelson Osofa Solomona was going to be in the All Blacks and they said you can go to Melbourne because of the standards and the football that you're going to learn. But if you look from Inglis to Folau all the way down, like over the last – 15 or 20 years, they've serviced a lot of clubs and a lot of people that have been on the scrap heap have gone there. And I, and they've been able to replace them like they have. You know what I mean? Like, you know, next man up, whoever puts on the jersey does their job. That Katoa looks pretty uh, But pretty they don't have the talent. That, I like the, I think that uh, Katoa that plays on an agile will do really yeah. well from he's. I'm, he not game enough to like, say, I'm not game enough to say that Melbourne are gone. I'm not game enough because they well, have no, made I'm us look. I'm not saying that. They had a, they made had us a look, bad night last they've night. They've made us look ordinary yeah, all absolutely. the time. But, but, yeah, it's too but early. Sims, where's Sims? Yeah. But like well, when injured. Cooper Cronk and all those guys were out, a young Munster would stand up, a young Brandon, a young, you know, and then Cameron Smith would go into origin, but it'd be a young Harry Grant. Well, I don't know whether that talent is in that um, is in the organisation anymore. But And there's forwards. You watch the way the Dolphins play. They're just professional. You watch the way Kafusi and those Bromwiches have been playing. It's it's just uncompromising, and they've lost a little bit of that. I'm not saying that they won't get it back, 
but no one's had more chunks taken out of their roster than yeah. Melbourne, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, Gordon, I agree with you, and but we have to. That's dangerous. Praise. Can you not? I'll <laughs> <laughs> just rejig my point. The, <laughs> yeah, listen, guys, I'm mate, not look, changing Melbourne my whinging. point. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying for the Bulldogs fans, you should be very happy. You've Absolutely, got the win. They take on the West Tigers next week, and the bounce back from that Manly game w- was huge. Uh, you know, to go to Melbourne, no matter what you do. It's always a bogey place to play, and Melbourne stepped up. Obviously, they've then got to start putting week on week. And do we know when Pangai Junior's back? Do we have any idea on on? I think well, we're going to talk with Cap. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we're going to talk with Cameron Seraldo later in the program. But I think Pangai's still a little way off, four or five weeks. And Luke Thompson's had surgery, so that's going to be longer term. Yeah. So, so they've got we, some talent coming back, the dogs. They have. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Karaz was very good last night. I thought he was you know, outstanding. Yeah, he was very back good. Three, their back three are very yeah. good at the moment, you know. So, you know, and we know the Fox, how, how well, good on he's their, going. On their, on their back three, though, after the Manly game, the narrative was, well, Kickout didn't deliver. So is he going to aim up for him over the course of the season? Uh, Hayes Perham at fullback, well, there's question marks on him. The dog's spine has been an issue for them for the last four or five seasons. Yes, they'd bought Reed Marnie, but is the answer going to be Hayes Perham at fullback and Kyle Flanagan? Well, they went a long way to, to making a decent statement about all of those questions last night. Yeah, they certainly did. We're going to come back, take a break, talk NRL expansion. This is Sunday Sinbin. James Graham, James Hooper, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin as Triple M rocks the footy for a Pricity Finance. <laughs> Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin. With a Prissity Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with a Prissity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back. Sunday Sinbin for a Prissity Invoice Finance. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with the Prissity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper. The game we're covering on Triple M this afternoon. Tigers taking on the Knights. You'll hear Dan Ganane calling that game. 4pm kickoff in New South Wales. 3 o'clock in Queensland. Boys, it was no, the there's reported- a new pronunciation. It's Janine. Janine. Dan He's calling Janine. himself Janine, is he? He's yeah. going back to his heritage. Good yes. on you, Daniel. Janine. Yep, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the News Limited papers are reporting today the ARL Commission boss Peter Volandis has confirmed that there's been high-level talks around a 20-team league competition. Now, Nick Politis is involved in this, and the plan is for uh, the rights deal to have the backing, which would uh, obviously deliver a national competition, which is what they're looking for, and there's no two ways about it. To get more money in the rights, you've got to have more teams. Um, a Pacifica team is being talked about as the shock 18th team that would be based out of Cairns. It's a 10-year plan. Peter Volandis will join us a little later to obviously step through it. But, gentlemen, I, I mean, we've seen the success after two weeks of what the Dolphins have done being that 17th team. No two ways about it. Uh, we're talking l- last night after their win, there was in excess of 1,000 tickets sold. They've already got uh, 30,000 sold for their round four clash against the Broncos. We understand that there's an appetite for rugby league. But I'm interested in just the, the opinion of, of, of all three of you about whether or not 20 teams is too many, whether or not the depth is there, and are we on the right track? Well, initially, Dobbo, when I saw the headlines, I thought, well, I've got concerns about the talent pool and whether we would have enough juniors and enough numbers to justify having that number of sides in the competition. And let's not forget, this isn't 
the first rodeo in terms of having yep. 20 teams in the competition. We've been down this road before. When two competitions come back into one after That's the Super right. League. Yeah, so we, we, we've yep. been down this road before, Gordon. You're obviously part of it. There was two Newcastle sides. It was Perth. It was Adelaide. It, it, it was great to play against everybody, but look who died. Like, there was a lot of clubs that died because they just couldn't afford to. And there's not enough talent. I I, I don't believe there's enough talent. No, no I, I, you probably aren't now, but looking ahead to 2030, I think the game would plan for there being enough talent there, Gordy. Okay, well, I don't know all the figures. How many kids are playing in New South Wales? Is it growing year on year? Because is it growing to add? So whatever the pen, uh, yeah. uh, percentage is from 18 to 20, are the kids growing in that fast? Are clubs, NRL clubs, prepared to go out there and develop these juniors knowing that and put time and effort into these juniors knowing that in a couple of years' time or five years' time that those juniors could be going to play against them? Well, we've got, we've got se- seven years Seven yep. years, which I think is a long enough time frame, and then also what what it, what could happen within um, a new CBA? Well, let's hope we actually get a CBA, and then a new TV rights deal. Which, yep. <clears throat> with what 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 I'm trying to get to the point is, we could look at how the talent pool is dispersed currently. So, could there be a, could there be a new model where you know we have like an expansion draft or we bring in a draft system? In order to, you know, one of the problems the Dolphins have faced is that attraction of high-level, yeah. you, you know. remember Mark, last week when Dobbo Marky, Marky was, player? like, crying and saying yeah. that he didn't have enough time, right? So, yeah, hold on, hold on. And, and also, that, that you know, we, we perhaps even shouldn't look at the the example of the Dolphins' no. last two victories because this is a long-term You've focus. got to wait. So, to, we're looking at 2030, but the idea of maybe those – well, I imagine an 18th team will come in soon, but the next two, look at them being successful in 2040. We've got to think long-term with what, this, what, in my opinion. Okay, so the Dolphins are 75 years old. Mm. Love it or like it, they're 75 years old. They've had so many great young juniors. There's been, I couldn't tell you, and I should know the stat because I should tell you how many people have played for State of Origin in Australia that have come out of their club. Arthur Beetson's an immortal that come out of their club. Chris Close. Um, Wally Fulton Smith and then the Petro Seven Receivers, Brent Tate, Tate. Michael, mate, Michael Crockers, um, Adam Mogg. So there's been a hell of a lot of talent that have that has filtered through this club. That is very powerful in the junior systems in Brisbane. How long does it take for the new club? What area do they go to? How many kids are in that area to get those rusted on kids that are talented enough to come in and compete? And that's the only thing that I'm worried about. I love the shiny new toy in the game. But what is the shiny new toy going to do to the West Tigers, the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Titans, the you know the, the teams that are down the bottom? I've watched it in the AFL, mate, when they expanded. There's some clubs that were losing by 100. The Melbourne Demons or whatever because there's not enough talent. So, well, so then you might have a traditional club like the Roosters or whatever that don't have the amount of kids playing in that area. Mm. How do uh, they get affected? Well, well, That's uh, the only thing I'd be thinking. I, I appreciate what you're saying. So an exa- a counter-argument to that, which I've looked at quite deeply, is so I'll take you back to when I when I was a kid, r- rugby union, um, the the emergence or or the, the inclusion of teams, Italy, Japan, Argentina. When I was a kid, so what we're talking like maybe 25 years yep. ago, that was laughed at. 
the the idea of these uh, of of Italy competing in a six moving the five nations to a six nations to accommodate Italy it was laughter you know bringing Argentina into the tri series between South Africa New Zealand and Australia like laugh what what are Arge, what are Argentina going to contribute to this competition people laughed but what it, what what they they brought them in not to win year one or year two but to look to compete in years five, six, seven, right, and ten, yeah. and now that now so they where are. So Craig Wing played for Japan, and Craig Gow played for Italy. So do we go to? So do we go to New Zealand Rugby Union to get our talent? Well, per, well, perhaps if we were to set up a a team, one of those extra three teams in the South Island or another area of New Zealand, yep. we would look to sweep up some of the talent pool that well, Rugby Union has. I think there's an James. overflow of uh, an overflow of talent there. But we've got to think, you know, the idea of 2030, this is not 2030, this is 2040, 2050, 2060, perhaps even long after we're gone. I remember John Quayle, Jimmy, who was one of Rugby League's most successful administrators of all time, introduced the Tina Turner campaign into the game and, and watched it grow enormously leading into the Super League war yep. and, and also had to go through, um, you know, the brutality off the field of the Super League war. There's a lot of blood spilled. Um, it was literally um, a, a sporting war over the broadcast rights of the game uh, and it took a lot of time for, for the wounds from that to heal. But he used to say, if you build a fence around it, you'll never get out of your own backyard. And I think when you look at the bigger picture expansion of rugby league and the short-term success that the Dolphins have been able to have as a 17th team this year, as much as I was reluctant early, Gordon, when I, I look oh, yeah. at that and I look at who is one of the key architects behind this vision, and it's Nick Politis, who is an extremely successful, you know, billionaire businessman and who doesn't go into things half-hearted. Like, he will have done re- research to the nth degree yeah. about all those questions you're asking, junior yeah. numbers, yeah. how you increase participation rates, possible locations for new teams, new clubs. I've heard, oh, I think there's some well, Pacifica Hoops, Pacifica is the franchise that they're talking about based out of Cairns or the North City Bears, they're, they're in merger talks, but... What they're talking about is this 18th license and that it's the Pacifica franchise, which I I would have thought when you talked about which is the next team, and I know this is one-eyed, but I would have thought the Western Corridor of Brisbane, that Ipswich Corridor, would have been the next place they should have gone to. That that just – and I because that's a nursery out there, which, Gordon, you're talking about. It's like Penrith in, in yeah, but Sydney. Yeah, you it, just you just put the Dolphins in, so that's now fourth yeah, Queensland yeah, side. I, I get if that, you look at the it, success yeah. of Polynesian players over the course yeah, of the last yeah. 20 years and the evolution of the number of Polynesian I players, think Brisbane have to enough me now. that makes sense. I think sense. it's a perfect number now. I, I, so if we're coming up with these great ideas, the most wasted talent in sport is America. Right, so if you don't play college gridiron, if you don't play in the NFL, there's thousands that just sit there. So they're twenty year old kids, eighteen year old kids that have dreamt. They're the some of the best athletes we've watched. Yeah, they're perfect some of athletes, our great yeah. athletes that go over there. Like, like if we want to really grow the game and grow the market, why aren't we looking over there? Well, the percentage of successful, like all the kids who grew up in America. The number, want to who want to play, a, the number who want yeah. to play NFL and the number who actually convert to realising that dream is less than 3%. Because I want to set up an academy somewhere either in Hawaii or the in Palace Hawaii. of Palace. Uh, Hawaii's well, good. Well, I'm liking okay. Hawaii. Yeah, we'll go well, there. We'll do the well, show from there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you yeah, and yeah, Budgie you, Smugglers hey, or Bort Short. You, you wouldn't, you no wouldn't chance, be too worried nah. about the twins then, would you? You wouldn't be – 
You're announcing your midwife license to come on that trip. Oh no, sorry, babe. I'm actually uh, I'm really needed. I'm Mate, he's really t- needed. He's testing his mates on the airlines no, as we speak. T- tell you what, to, to, to Gordy's point there, you know the the Toronto Wolfpack came into the Super League so, yeah. and they wanted to stay. They wanted to be a part of it, and unfortunately, COVID, COVID, COVID just ruined that. And you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But there's, there seemed to be an appetite there for Ruby Lee. There seemed to be some people that were willing to fund it. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but from from what I was led to believe is they were voted out of the competition due, and it was COVID was the main reason for that. Yeah. So there could be an appetite to bring in a North American team, which again, Goody, would grow the game. Like, I, 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 I well, like your idea. I, I, the, Pacifica, the Pacifica idea is another yeah. one. Perth... You know, are those you know? We we look at Wellington or the South Island, yeah. New Zealand. All I need to see is whoever the 18th team is. Wayne Bennett has to coach them. Oh, because he's promised <laughs> you a job. No, <laughs> Wayne Bennett should It'll be coach 82. them. Uh, no, and and then in 2030, when these two other teams come, we're going to have to cut his body in half and. <laughs> Send, send them to both of them. Will Wayne Bennett be coaching a team in 2030? You heard it here first. Yes, yes he, he will, will be. be. Oh, man, he loves his money, Wayne. We've got to get him coaching the 18th team and 19th or 20. They toss a coin, whichever gets Wayne whichever Bennett. Whichever gets it, they get them and all. Actually, you know, I should come up with a Wayne Bennett fact. You know, like a Wayne Bennett fact, true story. Mm. I have never seen him pay for anything in my life. I've really? never seen his wallet. <laughs> I've never seen his wallet, and the last, and if he did, I reckon Henry Lawson would blink because it hasn't been open in that long. Sure, <laughs> it's you, been dark. you must have had a few car trips with Wayne. You used to joke yes. about he'd have the slim dusty cassettes and yeah, all no, that sort of thing. No, still, no. we'd still come to Sydney, right? Player. And then after dinner, like, we'd always go for a walk and we'd get an ice cream. And we used to love that New Zealand, you know, like that beautiful ice cream. You go get a big creamy boysenberry or whatever. Wayne never ever had money on him. One of the boys always, oh, God, my, boy's my wallet. <laughs> well, his that's whole why he's life. the super coach on and off the field. Hey, we're going to take a break. Luke super Keery tight. coming back. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not. Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to the Sunday Simbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. James Graham, Gordon Tallis, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin, and the Roosters had a really strong win against a, a much-improved Warriors side, 20 points to 12 yesterday at Allianz Stadium. Joining us is their 5'8", Luke Keary. G'day, Luke. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Hey, boys. Thanks for having us on again. Yeah, congratulations on the win. It, it wasn't pretty at stages, but it was a gutsy, gutsy win, and the Roosters, for the Roosters, just needed to get those two points. Yeah, I think, um, I think like, thinking about the game during the week, uh, that's kind of how I saw it going. We obviously had a lot of changes there in the middle. We haven't started the year great. Um, and I think we needed just, like, a, a rough, gutsy win like that. A lot of those middles that played yesterday hopefully get a lot of confidence out of that. Hey, Luke, it's Gordy Tallis here, mate. Um, congratulations on the win yesterday. You talked about a rough, tough, gutsy win. Did you think the Dolphins – I don't want to look back too far, but the Dolphins in round one, like just the atmosphere. Talk us through that. Did you think the Dolphins were going to be that good? Was there a little bit of you guys underestimating them? Yeah, I think, like, personally, Gordy, obviously going up to Suncorp, Wayne, Dolphins' first game, 
uh, or especially when they have those Melbourne boys, the Bromwich brothers, Kafusi. I was expecting it to go, you know, expecting them to play the way they did, and um, we just felt we 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 fell apart. We we were good there at the start, um, and then we just fell apart. And we, to be honest, we fell apart a little bit yesterday too in the second half. I think I think we only completed about fifty percent coming out of our own end, but um, mate, we're you know, we're we're a fair bit off the mark at the moment, and the Dolphins kind of showed that in round one, and we we're pretty lucky to get away with it yesterday. Hey Luke, it's Jimmy Graham here. Congrats on the on the win yesterday. It's there's a bit of a stat about Roosters not really winning round one and starting the season slow. Is is Trent Robinson really relaxed? Does he make much of it, or or is it something that you, you're conscious of? Um, yeah, we've spoken about like yeah, well, yes. Yeah. I think since Robo's been at the club, we don't have a great record. Um, <laughs> round one, we've lost to a lot of different teams in round one since I've been there. So it's disappointing, mate. We, we, yeah, we're not trying to lose, but it's, it happens <laughs> no, a lot. Yeah. But, it, but I mean, is, is there, is there just a, 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 is it a slow build into the year knowing that you've got to peak uh, at the have, right time? Yeah. We have done that previously, like coming off the two premierships. Um, we haven't put too much emphasis on, on round one or the first month of footy, but mate, to be honest, this preseason where we've had a big focus about trying to start fast, um, we didn't do it in the trials. We obviously didn't do it uh, in round one, so it was disappointing. Um, this one really, this one did hurt us this year. And then, obviously, then to lose, we've lost a few players through injury over that first couple of weeks. It's been, uh, it's been a little bit more chaotic than, than previous years. But um, yeah, we, we we just know that we're just not not where we need to be at the moment, um, and we've got a lot of work in front of us. Luke, it wasn't always pretty against the Warriors, but it was gritty when you consider no Jared, no Matt Lodge, Victor not there, and then Brandon Smith only played, I think it was about 27 minutes. So uh, for some of those emerging forwards and some of those middles that you're now going to have to rely on over the next month, how important was was that experience? Yeah, it was really important, mate. Obviously, Lindsay, I think Lindsay nearly went 80 yesterday, which which was huge for us. But to get Fletcher, Terrell... Um, Nafahu to get those boys in that in the game and get them a bit of confidence there. They all played some pretty big minutes. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be big for us because we're going to need them over the next month, and we're probably going to need them later into the year. Um, yeah, it's it's something that we've we've had to work really hard on in the off season. These young boys probably now getting up to that twenty thirty game mark, and not not many of them have played big minutes. So I think that'll do them um, the world of good yesterday. Speaking of the next month, how are you feeling about the next week? There's no bigger rivalry in rugby league at the moment than the Roosters and the Bunnies. You've won premierships with both clubs. Just talk us through from a player's point of view the emotions of this week coming up. Yeah, it's good, mate. <laughs> Someone will say something stupid. In the <laughs> <laughs> get it Hopefully it's you in yeah. the next sort of four or five minutes. <laughs> and, and if you Someone had a spare 10 that. bucks, who would it be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It depends if Radley's up for media. Who knows? Who's oh, up put him up. <laughs> mate, just put he and Joy Arrow up. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, honestly, it's, it's good. It's good for the game. It's exciting for us as players, and we know it's always going to be a good contest. And then obviously the fans and – um, just the fans of the game and then the fans of the two two clubs. It's always – something always happens, good or bad, um, during the game. But it's good, mate. To be honest, we're – South have started the year real well too. So um, it's going to be a tough contest for us on Friday. Hey, Luke, yesterday uh, 
you did a play, I think, the first half or second half. You looked in and played out and you threw oh. the ball. And having Joey Suwali'i. Suwali'i. <laughs> well, he's, he's probably changed it next week. But having him run the line, like, he's a fair athlete, isn't he? Like, uh, you've passed the ball to some pretty fair players in your time. But uh, he had a mixed afternoon there yesterday. But what a player. Yeah, he's – obviously, I had Latrell there for a few years and then – had GI there um, at some stage. Had GI there at South, <laughs> mate. He's he's in that same that same caliber as them too. Like he's going to be special. It's he's only had the two weeks there at left center. He's probably probably more suited on the other side with his right hand carry. But um, he's just yeah, he's going to be a special player. Right. He's going to grow through this year. I think the more more time he gets, and hopefully we can keep him in in rugby league for for a long time. Mate, they got no money. They're like eighteen million in debt. <laughs> Rugby union. <laughs> Who are they chasing? They're paying them with buckets of sand. They say they want these blokes. They haven't got any data to pay them. <laughs> He's got some talent over on the right-hand side in Manu. Um, Luke, obviously, you know, we, we spoke about some of the middle players that are missing. You've been rumoured to be bringing in Nathan Brown. I'm not sure if you played with him at, um, yep. yeah, I did, at, yeah. at South. What what would he bring to the organisation like the Roosters? Yeah, mate. He's a great player. He's um, He's got that fire in him. Tough middle. Played state of origin um mate, he's yeah i don't know if he's coming but he'd be a uh, he'd be a welcome addition especially especially at the moment do we know when jared's going to be back luke i mean you know everybody's talking you know the next couple of weeks i mean you still got no tupanur either that you are down in middle forwards at the moment yeah we obviously lost a few jared's i think he's pushing for this week so it'll either be this week or we've got the buy in round four so um, they might wait and give him that extra week, but I know he's close. He's he he trained. Um, he had a full week of training last week, so he'd be he'd be fairly close this week, I'd say. Mate, can you give us a heads up on how Angus Crichton is travelling? The whole rugby league world is obviously behind him. Um, and have you guys kept in contact? Yeah, mate. He's um, I spoke to him last week. He's doing really well. He's obviously gone to get the help um, that he needs. He's in a really good space at the moment. He's He's watching the footies. He's texting me after the games. Um, he's wanting to get back, so he knows he's just he's he's gone. He's he's got to get himself right. Um, he's getting the the right help. Um, they've got he's got a lot of support behind him. Obviously, his family, the club, um, the doctors, his friends. So, yeah, he doesn't have a set timeline left. But um, yeah, he's just going through some stuff that that he's got to deal with. He's I think he started training by himself last week too. So uh, I think things are looking really positive for him at the moment. Oh, that's good news. I think everybody wants to see him yeah. uh, just make a full recovery and be in the best space that he can yep. possibly be in. Hey, look, just on the footy and uh, that your last game of, of last season, it ended up being labelled Sinbin Sunday. When you did the review of, <laughs> of that game as a club, what were the takeouts for the Roosters? Yeah, it's it obviously a disappointing day for us. Uh, it was just a it was a fairly chaotic game. We to lose. Uh, we lost Teddy and Gus early, and then we had Rad Simbin three or four times, <laughs> and Jared Simbin. Three. But it was just it was it was chaos. And we didn't we just didn't deal with it well, or we didn't deal with it um, better than South. Souths end up playing better footy than us on the day. We both teams probably got caught up in the emotional side, but then they they were able to just play better footy than us in the end. And um, we took a lot of lessons out of that, mate. We've had a few games now against them where we've we've kind of lost our rag a bit. Um, and we understand that when we do that, we're not we're not 
we don't play good footy. So, well, how do you keep your emotions in check? Yeah, I think it's an individual thing, Gordy. Obviously, you played a bit there on the yeah, line too. I think absolutely, individuals, individuals. Mate, we we can use it. Uh, like when Rads and Jared kind of go go like that, sometimes sometimes it's a good thing for our team. We can go with them. Uh, um, I agree. And, I concur one hundred percent. I really hope in the back. Start talking about how you'd like to play against play. the South Sydney forwards and made us better play behind their pack and watch your blokes go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, we've had games where Jared and Rads have carried us through eighty minutes through, you know, that aggression and things like that. And then we've had a few where it's gone over the top. But that's going to happen with those dudes. You got to take that with them every now and then. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. And we've got to be better around them. Hey, Luke, um, I really do hope Victor and um, Jared play because that just adds so much more to the to the equation, doesn't it? But uh, what, one guy who's who was in focus um, from, from Thursday night is Latrell Mitchell. Um, how are you expecting the reception f- for him to be? Obviously, he's come up, up against his, his old team and, you know, there was a lot made last time um, that these two teams met and then, you know, he was subject to some things that, no one should be subject to on Thursday. How are you, how are you thinking the reception will be for him? Yeah, it's obviously awful incident um, there at Penrith. No one wants to see that. Uh, Troll would obviously be going through. You know, it'd be it'd be tough for him at the moment. I know he's got a good support around him, and I I dare say that the supporters of rugby league, whether you're Roosters, South, it doesn't matter. Um, at at this time and this week, I I dare say they all get around him and yeah, um, yeah. You would you wouldn't want to see anyone booing him or things like that, especially just after the circumstances that have happened. You know that he'd be going through a bit of a tough time as a game. We should be lifting him up um, at the moment. So hopefully we see um, everyone getting around him, not bringing him down. Yeah, well, well said. said. Uh, Luke, appreciate your time. Best of luck against the Rabbitohs. That's the late game on Friday night. You'll hear that uh, across Triple M, a awesome game that will be. We know the rivalry there as well. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having us. Good on you, Luke Keary. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and now. Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I to pay their bills, power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to Sunday Sinbin. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper with you. All thanks to Apricity Invoice Finance, uh, the great Lyndon Toll. Uh, I hope you're well down there, mate. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with the Pricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Not far away, we will talk about the Dolphins' win in round two over the Raiders. We'll also catch up with Peter Volandis, the ARL Commission Chair. We'll catch up with him, and the Raging Bull will be back as well. But it is now time for this. From the makers of The Earth is Flat, and I'm only having one beer, comes... I call BS. Yeah, thanks to Ariat. Like their boots, Ariat Rebar Work Jeans won't let you down on the tough jobs. Check out the range of Rebar Work Jeans at ariat.com.au. I'll be going out to the CMC with Ariat next week. And to Terry Donahue and, and Glennis, the, the owners of Ariat here, thank you very much for everything that they do for this uh, great is, show and for the is, game. What is CMC? It's country music, mate. It's country music. So uh, they've got Morgan Whalen playing, Zach Brown band playing next week. Zach Brown? Uh, what does he yeah. sing? 
Uh, chicken fry. Oh, I know. Cold that. beer on a Friday night. Yeah, mate, you know this, that. No, this is Triple M, mate. Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. Okay, off. I understand that. But thank you to Harriet. Now, listen, I'll start <laughs> this today, and uh, I just want to make it very clear that I understand, James Graham, how tough you were as a player and, and the kind of profile that you have. You've got your own podcast now. You're very, you know, very well known. But I've just literally witnessed you hand cash over to your producer, your poodle lapdog in Charlie, and ask him not only to buy a salad, but also can you buy me some coffee beans as well? I mean, seriously, how out of touch that you can't even buy your own groceries now. You're handing out money. (laughs) You're actually getting around here. You give him a 50 and go, oh, mate, can you get me those beans as well? Get a grip. You can do your own groceries, mate. You can buy your own lunch. You don't have to go and start handing orders out like that. I'm ashamed of you. I thought you were better. You portray this tough guy image. You're a kitten. Well, well Meow. This, this is where you're sadly mistaken, Ben. So Charlie it was going to do a, a coffee run, which I'm paying for. Um, you know, that you, we don't Why don't you do wait. it yourself? What, because I've got to be be here and, here and, and, and you know prop you up basically, <laughs> so I couldn't take a five minute break to go and get coffee because otherwise you know with you at the helm the show might go on It'll its be like arse. the rest of his shows. So, <laughs> no one yeah. listening. So you know uh, you you make hosting look very difficult. I know it's not because I do a bit and it's easy, but I have to be here just in case you fall on your backside. So buy your would, own groceries. You're no, better than I, that. I, me, no, 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 no. This this is it. It's not. Just, I'm, not, I'm not sending him on a big shop. He's getting a coffee for me. I'm, I've offered him one as well. He can have one. I was like, hey, Charlie, I ask, just while you're there, can you just grab us a, a 250 bag of beans as well? Can I just Mate. ask, what coffee do you drink? Yes. Um, Good question, Gordon. <laughs> Go on. Can you say it? I'm, say it out loud for everybody to know, Mr. Tough The guy. almond milk. Almond, yeah. flat, almond flat white. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Can I just ask, how do they milk those almonds? <laughs> with, with, I with, want to know the bloke with, that milks almonds. With, with great yeah, difficulty, that's how they milk them. With great difficulty. Well done, that's... Gordon. Thank you. Thank you for once. Yes, grow uh, up. Over to you, Gordon. No, it's oh. quite, wait, the, the reason I have almond milk is because my bones are too strong. That's <laughs> <laughs> You need to weaken yeah, them a little bit. Yeah, can't have too much because, milk. Any more calcium, it will get me that strong. Because when I walked in the world square, like we're coming through... And he goes, mate, would you like a coffee? He said, absolutely. So just get me a strong flat white. You know, I normally have long black, but I had a flat white. He whispered. <laughs> yes. And you know what he also is? He has he a certain coffee, coffee shop. And You're only allowed to go to certain coffee shops with him. He's like, Charlie, you can only go to this one coffee shop that makes a coffee. He's a coffee snob. And then he's got his little poodle in Charlie going and getting him beans uh, as well. Uh, Roof. Mate, it's called doing people favours, and I won't be doing any for you, Ben. You never have. I don't want any favours of you, thank you. Do, do you know what? My, my, mine is about the chestnut of this. We just got to get on with the concussions. Mate, my BS is that, and I saw someone as experienced as Phil Gould come out the other day and, you know, rubbish and all that. It's, it's Gus played in a really tough era. He's watched his guys. He's There's no better motivational coach, you know, to get them to go out there and put their body on the line and – and all that kind of stuff. So he knows that you've got to save the players from themselves. You know, we had Wade Graham on Fox the other night, and I'm sitting beside James Graham. There's no way he's going off. I watch Sam Burgess push the doctor away. I watch him tell the people to go. So we have to save them from themselves. If we get the odd two or three wrong where the bloke has to go off because he's fallen and he hasn't been able to get his hands to right, 
so be it. That's mm. the game because we're going to save the ones that do fall and they can't save themselves. And the coaches, and if you say, you know, trust the coaches, well, we can't. We can't, you know what I mean? And I said last week, jokingly, you know, walking at the Townsville Sports Reserve, someone goes off, the coach goes, tell him he's Wally Lawson, get him back on. Mate, he doesn't know who he is. Well, tell him he's the best player in the world and send him back. We've got to move past those times and stop the coaches at the 20-minute mark, faking the old head and get them off to get their rest. So we can't trust coaches because coaches pull them off to get their free interchange, to cheat the system, and then their best player, Gets injured with 10 minutes to go. Oh, no, he's got to stay out there. And it happened yesterday. Someone gets hit and they leave him out there. And then the independent doctor has to call him. The trainer goes out, does the test, and leaves him out there. That's why we can't trust him. Yeah, if no, that's your kid well, and he splits himself, yeah. you get him out of the playground, you go put a bandage on. I think, yeah. you know, to, to back up your point, Gordy, I think um, the people involved in clubs are looking at it through the long, wrong lens so they what they don't what they don't want to see is a player removed and then not be concussed so that really frustrates them but the nrl looking at it is like we can't let one escape through the net so they've got to use this this cautious approach like they're gonna get it wrong we're humans there's rubbers on the end of pencils because they make mistakes but the bigger mistake is leaving them out there and that's just what we got to look at the bigger mistake and as i said like i remember players of there's not one player that i've ever played with that wants to go off. No. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Right? Like you get injured and they go, Mate, I'm okay. I'm okay. Anthony yeah. Minicello scored a try in Canberra with a broken leg, got up and run down the sideline. I played with Michael DeVere with a broken cheekbone and a broken jaw. We've watched Sam Burgess. John Sattler, we've got enough heroes. They're, they're tough. They're warriors. They don't want to go off. They don't want to let their mate down. We've built up all week to make sure you put your body on the line. This is what we do for our teammates. So then that's just always in the forefront of your mind. So – you're hey, not going to go off. You're not you, going to put your head no, up and go, hey, do you know what? I've got a bit of a hit. I'm a bit dizzy. Yeah. Can you please take me off? And we're, yeah. we're really bad at you, There's no way you're making the decision in that moment. And the blokes that can't make a decision about to stay the there. future. Yeah. And the blokes yeah. that can't and go, and you see them. So let's just take it out of the players' hands. If we could trust the coaches, it would be in there so we can't. So, there's, so the best way is the independent doctors. So the three doctors sitting there looking at it, reviewing it and doing the best thing for what they see. 100%. James Hooper, your BS. Yeah, so I was watching a lot of sport over the course of the last week and I was having a look at the cricket, right, before uh, the, the footy kicked off on Thursday night and I was stunned to see the Australian Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. Of course, in that position, he's got to go over diplomatic relations with India. Um, He's got to represent the nation. But he's arm in arm with Steve Smith singing the national anthem before the players are about to start playing the game. Oh, one and all in hoops. No, no, no. Mate, didn't you see Johnny Howard? Yeah, yeah, but that was was different. He was just doing his best (laughs) trying to roll the arm over. No, Albo, seriously, he's delusional um, if he thinks he should have been in that position. Meanwhile, the rest of us are back here. We've had 10 interest rate rate rises, rate rises. And highs. I'll get it right, and highs. And and then on top of that, power bills, you know, he said they were going to go down. They continue to go up. Look, this isn't a political show, so we're not going to get dragged into that that element. But, yeah, I I just thought it was just poor judgment to, to think that he should be standing there and singing the anthem with the players. Over at the cricket as well. I mean, seriously, I'm with you. James Graham, I'm going to leave the final uh, I call BS to you. Um, 
Over to you, my friend. Yeah, well, thankfully this one, or thankfully for you, it's not directed at you, Dobbo, so you can <laughs> relax for a I don't, minute. Don't worry, we'll find you, plenty of fresh ammunition. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, expect you to do that, please. <laughs> no, look, the, my eye call BS, it, it, it's the symbionin of um, Dolphins oh. player Sean O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Look, Gordy's just spoke about, you know, eliminating contact with the head and, bring, and, and coaches complain about HIA, and nobody wants to see it. And we're seeing uh, players now get well we've seen the NRL take a direction that we're going to suspend this out of the game but in some instance incidences contact with the head is unavoidable in is unavoidable and I think Corey Harry and Ira he actually he instigates the contact. I think he realizes he's made a poor decision in the kick and he instigates the contact. I don't know where Sean O'Sullivan is supposed to disappear to you make, but, but you make a valid point. Like I don't know what Sean O'Sullivan is supposed to do in that situation. Corey doesn't have the ball. He kicks it. It's a poor he, kick. He poor run, He just runs into him, and Sean O'Sullivan just stands his ground, and then you know Corey Howard and Ira like sort of falls very theatrically. I'm not not yes. going to point anything. But no, he, does but he was milking but, it. It should be Canberra but, milk back on their jersey. But, but, he, <laughs> he, was but it. he initiated the contact. If Sean O'Sullivan had initiated the contact, I would have said so. Uh, but I just do not know in that situation, in that moment, what Sean O'Sullivan is supposed to do with his body. It's not Sean O'Sullivan. I think it's all the other players that tend to milk and you know how they pretend to turn and they've been yeah. running escorts. That's why. Because players have been getting away with it, and they pretend that they turn, yeah. and they get in the road, and they fall over, but and he, they've he, give, and they denied him the opportunity. He's just a circumstance, he's just there. but he's a <laughs> he's circumstance just, of the players yeah. that are putting referees under pressure, turning, being really good at it, getting in the way, getting in the way, and yeah. falling in front of them, and denying him the opportunity. Uh, and I'm not saying O'Sullivan didn't try to do that. Wayne Bennett said, yeah, it's a penalty, not a sin binning. I think the sin binning's wrong. I, I, don't I, think even the think penalty, was, I genuinely don't even think it was a penalty. But then they're going to turn around and start milking it again and getting in front of the players. I think once you kick, stand your ground, stop, and just let them get around yeah. you. You've got a fullback. But, 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 Otherwise, I, we take the fullback. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if Sean O'Sullivan, he, he couldn't, he didn't, he, he barely moved. He had no time. Yeah. yeah. He had no time. Well, we're going to talk about the Dolphins very shortly. Peter Volandi's not far away as well. This is the Sunday Simbin. We'll take a break. All thanks to Apricity Invoice Finance. James Graham, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin, James Hooper with you. We'll take a break. Come back with more shortly. Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Yeah, welcome back. Second hour of Sunday Sinbin. Big game this afternoon. Tigers taking on the Knights. Dan Ganane will be your caller. Peter Volandis, uh, the ARL Commission Chairman, not far away. But, boys, I, I think we should talk about this. James Graham, James Hooper, Gordon Tallis, the Dolphins. Uh, we were at Suncorp Stadium last week for their emphatic victory over the Roosters. And then last night, 
They came away with a really tough grinding win out of KO Stadium, 20 points to 14, and they are doing a great job at the moment, um, the Dolphins. They're two from two in what has been a really good start for them. Gordon. Yeah, they, they, they were. They were outstanding in week one. Um, obviously, you can't get ambushed in the game, but it was a, it was a fantastic day for the Dolphins, Found you know, coming in, playing their first ever game. And then yesterday was pretty much what I expected the Dolphins to be, a tough, grinding team that if you make mistakes, they will um, they will get you. It was a – it was a. I actually enjoyed the game. It was horrible conditions. I thought that that field last year was one of the best because it doesn't get a lot of footy. I thought it would handle everything. But um, obviously the drainage is not – is probably not up the standard well, on the field. Have, most they, of them- they did have some crazy amount of rain in the 24 hours in the lead-up, didn't you, Dobbo? Yeah, they, look, they don't have the best drainage at KO. That's one of the issues. You're right, Gordon. Yeah. Um, they did no, have a lot of rain It's got to come down there, to but, drainage because it's, it, yeah. it's like carpet. But um, the surprise for me is how good Marshall King's playing at a dummy half. The amount of metres, you know, like, and it's just off quick play the balls. And Tabuai Fado, mm. like for him to be a fullback and center and not quite making his mark at the Cowboys, thinking he signed for the Dolphins, I actually thought, what position are you going to play? Well, I know what position he is. And then for his first two games uh, in a number one jersey, he's going to get everything else. But his awareness to be in the right position, like his, his, his game awareness is fantastic. You know, all that passing and the three-on-twos, he can work on that. Like that's coaching. But, you know, what you can't coach is the speed and the anticipation where he gets around the football. Marshall King has been given two weeks uh, early mm. early um, guilty charge for that um, hip, drop. hip drop yeah, on Corey Horsburgh. So he will be out for the next two weeks. If he wants to challenge it and is unsuccessful, it's a three-week ban. But, so you would think he'd, take, you'd think he'd take the two weeks. Are you surprised, Hoops, um, just how well they've gone in the first two weeks? Oh, look, I'm not surprised given who's in charge. Like A lot of people ask questions about the Dolphins in the preseason. And when you look at their – roster, and I mean the top 30 in its entirety on paper, you don't see them making the finals, and a lot of people had them potentially winning the wooden spoon. I always thought they'd probably finish somewhere between 9th and 12th or 13th, uh, but so far what they've been able to produce, they're just all the fundamentals of Wayne Bennett coached teams. They compete on every play. It's a very simple game plan. They execute it very effectively. And to Gordon's point from earlier, Wayne has clearly instilled enormous confidence in a couple of those key position players in Jeremy Marshall King and Hamasai Tabuai Fadeau. They've been outstanding. Yeah, Young has been brilliant as yeah, well, unbelievable. hasn't he? he he's, yeah. been, he's been sensational. I think yesterday is arguably a bigger victory than the one against the Roosters just because, you know, the emotion – emotional drain that that first game, first victory would take out of you. You know, there was big presentations on the field after the game, huge emotional spike. Okay, it's almost like a a crash back down to planet Earth and then that realisation of, oh, this is a, a week-to-week comp. We know right. Wayne is a is a master of, get, of, of getting people up for the, for the big emotional occasion, but... You know, for the for the players to respond and, and put in a performance and, and, and come back from was it 12, 12, 12, nil. 12 nil at one point, yeah. So for them to for them to come back from that, I think it shows that there's there's a bit more to this team. And you know, it was interesting last week on the show we had um Benny Teo on, yeah. who's 
one of the, who's involved in the coaching staff there, and he, he he mentioned about you know the standards that some of these players set in training, which is you know a big part of why you get you know, these experienced leaders as part of your organisation. So they would have been key really key in setting the tone this week in training boys you know we, we've we've done this like we, we we've had a great win week one but then if we turn up now to our real home fans and don't put on a display then what's up what sort of message does that send so i think they're in for for the for the long haul whether or not they manage to sustain this throughout the course or the grueling course of a 27 round nrl season i don't know but you know, they can take a lot out of yesterday's victory and perhaps even more so than that one against the Roosters. Well, we saw Felice Cafusi win the Artie oh. Beatson medal and produce that brilliant performance against the Roosters, but he's backed that up again yeah. yesterday. That shot that he put on Hudson, Hudson Young, Young early, wow. that Did just, you see you Ricky's love press that. conference on Fox? Oh, you know what's going to happen? He goes, oh, no, Hudson Young's going to take up that challenge. He's really looking forward to it. And I back Hudson Young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to like, to be fair get up after to the be shot. fair to Hudson, yeah, oh, mate, I, was, tough, I, mate, thought was, I thought he was gone. I, I thought oh, he's oh, mate, he was like he's in a fair bit of trouble. Yeah. And Kafusi's timing, oh, oh my god, yeah. Just you know awesome. what, mate? Peep, hey, and then a couple of times, like, and then they had a look, and there was another play. He's, mate, he's around it. No one's going to hit a short ball on him. No, Dobbo, is that right? You've given him this new nickname, Finn Diesel. Is that you? No, was that, the that's not me that? who's done that. But I will say this. He's not that clever. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen, you. As if he's going to come up with that. Well, oh, my God. Look, there's lots to like about the Dolphins. Uh, can I just say this? They, they they booed a bloke by the name of Mason Teague yesterday. Uh, if you looked at that Capra side that was up there that won, they had Cody Nicarima, uh, Anthony Milford, Oliver Gildart. So there's a lot of good players that have played first grade that are playing in the Host Plus Cup at the moment. I think the Dolphins are going to be all right. And they sold a 1,000 more tickets to this. 30,000 tickets are already sold to this round four clash against Brisbane. Could, could, and another four, another 400 sold out? members. Do you reckon, do you reckon no, there'll be a sold-out sign before, a week before that game? I don't think so. I think the the seats right up the top. I don't think anybody wants them. I mean oh, the bleachers, but I think they'll get forty five there. We're going to take a break. Peter Volandis, the ARL Commission Chair, he joins us next. Triple M Footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not, Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Prissy Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not, waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Yeah, welcome back to the Sunday Simbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you. Not far away, the Raging Bull will be back uh, with his segment and then we're going to talk about the Warriors and the Roosters. Also, uh, Cameron Serraldo, not far away as well. Uh, we all woke this morning to the headlines. Uh, the big league, top secret plans for a major NRL expansion. 20 teams on on the cards with a fifth club in Queensland. To step us through it, we have the ARL Commission Chairman, Peter Volandis, joining us. Welcome to the Sunday Simbin, Pete. Good afternoon, fellas. Pete, what can you tell us? This is obviously massive news all over the front page of most papers up and down the eastern seaboard today. It's been devised by Nick Politis, one of the sharpest minds in rugby league over the course of the last 40, 50 years. How realistic is this of a chance of actually happening? 
No, very realistic. Um, Nick Politis is a visionary. He's one of the most experienced administrators, self, self-made self billionaire, which is better than most of us. So um, you've got to take attention on what he says. And he mentioned, you know, we should have an ambition to go to 20 teams. We should always have goals. And I agree with him 100%. You, you know, in our positions as custodians of the game, we want growth and we want the game to prosper. And in order to do that, you've got to have ambition to expand. And 20 teams in the next 10 years is a possibility. I suppose in the short term, it's the 18th team. And um, it's no secret that the federal government has asked us to look at a PNG Pacifica team. And we are going to look at that and see if it's feasible. And and make a decision, you know, pretty soon, because if we do it, it'd have to be done in, you know, for the year 25, 26 or 27. And we'll be in the process of our broadcast negotiations within the next 12 months to two years. So we need to have that plan ready to go with the broadcasters. So just talk us through some of the background details, please, Pete. There's been a meeting of power brokers earlier this week. Is this where Nick Politis has initially began to table this concept? Or clearly, knowing how meticulous he is around detail, it must have been something that he's put a hell of a lot of of work into. Look, it was at the annual general meeting of the ARLC and all the club chairmen, all the club CEOs were present. And Nick asked a question if we had an ambition to go to 20 teams and he made a strong recommendation that we should go to 20 teams and we should be having that ambition. And as I said, I agree with him. Um, he, you know, All the chairman and CEOs are well aware that we have to make a decision on the 18th team. We, we certainly provided them some confidential information on our discussions with government and that, that's ongoing. Uh, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister, is very, very keen to see this PNG side up and going and it's very important to the security of Australia and, the, and the, the situation in the Pacific. And if rugby league can help, we'll certainly be there. Peter, it's it's James Graham here, and it's it's music to my ears to hear talk of expansion. I think we really should be looking to make a, an impact and grow the game as much as possible. But with this news about, you know, a, you know three extra teams coming in, I know it is a, a little bit into the future, but there'll be plenty of areas or plenty of teams um, that will look to lodge an application to join the NRL. It's a very prestigious position to be in. But what aspect is, is most important for you um, in your position? Are we looking more importantly at fan base, junior base, history, economic contribution? What, what, what's the most important aspect for you? I think you've covered all of them, uh, James. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a business plan that they have to put forward. And the criteria we used with with the Dolphins was that they had to be a secure club with, with financial resources. But the most important aspect was that they had to bring a new audience in um, and they had to bring new eyeballs in because we have to sell that to the broadcasters. The majority of our revenue comes from broadcast and we have to show the broadcasters that any expansion is going to bring them additional revenues. And just as important in the criteria is participation. We want to make sure we have pathways coming through and the Redcliffe uh, Dolphin situation had that pathway, had those many juniors. And, and in the Pacific, part of the plan is to have participation in those Pacific nations. What we want to do is have um, as a syllabus, as a subject in all Pacific schools throughout Samoa, Tonga, PNG, Fiji, all those Pacific nations, that rugby league would be a sport. We'd have our Pacific Islander players go back to those nations and, and teach those kids because they're idolised, uh, most yeah. of our players. So if we can use them as role models and get more participation and pathways in all those areas, that's important to us. So participation, but more importantly, we need to get 
new viewers into the into the sport and, and Redcliffe has proven that with the Dolphins our ratings are up 35 percent so you know that study that they've done that showed that they were going to have an extra 200,000 people following them wasn't far off the mark because it's yeah. certainly uh, shown you know with our team and I hope they continue I know the AFL starts next week and so we haven't got a monopoly anymore but the actual TV ratings I have never seen anything like it at the moment with the game last night, I think, was a 35% increase on viewership. Yeah, wow. wow. And just as well, how important is the, the long-term vision of our sport? I know we're talking about 2030, but you know, is this looking to leave a legacy into you know you, you, a new team comes in and wins their first premiership and you know, perhaps as long as 2050? Look, we've, we've got to have ambition. You've got to have goals. You can't stand still because if you stand still, you'll get eaten up. Um, and that would, the, st- the status quo should never be good for any administrator you've got to have ambition you've got to have goals and our goal is to grow the game of rugby league throughout australia throughout the pacific and internationally so the international game is just as important and that's what we're going to focus on Uh, once that we've finalized the cba what we want to really focus on is participation make sure that we've got all the pathways in queensland new south wales western australia south australia and Victoria, we've got a big opportunity in Victoria because there's a lot of Pacific Islander population down there whose body doesn't actually fit the AFL model. So we, we need to go down there and grab those players and make sure they're playing rugby league. Hey, Peter, Gordon, tell us here. Uh, uh, and we were pie in the sky at the beginning of the show talking about, you know, if we're really going to grow our game and if, you know, we've got all these wonderful ideas. There's a country called America where there's so much talent that gets wasted if they don't play college or NFL Well, there's you know, probably half of the population of men don't play sport over there. You've been looking at my notes, Gordon. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. I, 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 Thanks for I the email. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I just think that there's a market in America for uh, NFL players to come here, and the model is basketball. Anyone that doesn't make the basketball in America comes to Australia, and then there's a, a, a you know a pathway between the two countries. Where do all these ex NFL where do all the NFL players go that don't make it to the NFL? Where do all these college players go? You only need to get a dozen or two dozen of them to come to Australia, and there would be enormous interest in America for our game. So I agree with that 100%. America is a a big market for us. And that's one thing that came loud and clear to me when I went and saw the broadcasters in America was how small a country Australia is. There's 24 million people, 26 million. There's 40 million in California. So you've you've got to look at new markets, and America is a a, a potentially big market for us. Well, well, uh, sorry, uh, my second question is, when we open up the Centre of Excellence in California, I would like to be in charge of that. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, would you put... Well, 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 Hollywood's part of you, Gordon, so you'd have to be there, wouldn't you? (laughs) Peter, would you put a development um, uh, arm of the NRL over in... In America, in all seriousness, is that something that you would look to do sooner rather than later and and have some of the development happening in the schools? Absolutely. You've got to look at the big markets. You've got to look outside. You've got to, as I said, you've got to have ambition. You've got to look at where the growth can come from. And as I said, that one lesson I learned talking to all the, you know, the major broadcasters like Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Twitter and all those is that Australia, in the scheme of things, is a pimple. It's too small. They want big markets. So you need to, to grow your market. And, you know, and if America is one of those places, well, we should be um, going there sooner rather than later. Yeah, well said, Pete. And just, just on that, they, they did have a team in the fourth biggest city in North America, in Toronto. It, it just... I think COVID was the the major reason or the major contributor for for that that not 
uh, continuing on. Are you going to speak to those people involved in that Toronto team and, and perhaps even taking the Toronto Wolfpack as part of a potential NRL expansion team? Look, that's well into the future, James, I, um, looking at those sort of teams. But look, we've got a white piece of paper. We should be looking at everything. We shouldn't We shouldn't knock back anything. Anything that can grow the sport, make it more popular, make it greater participation, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to look at. Just on the here and now, Pete, how has the expansion concept and proposal been met by the rest of some of the other club power brokers in NRL land? Look, at first they were hesitant naturally, but um, I think that it's got universal support of all of them now, and especially after the success of it, and they can see the reasons behind it. And and that's one thing we're going to do, is we're going to sit down and look at what we've done right with the Dolphins and what we've done wrong. You know, Naturally, we're going to learn from this experience in the next six months. It's only early days, but it's only two rounds, and they've done exceptionally well, and the, the Wayne... Bennett factor can't be discounted, and we have to find so much of the calibre of Wayne Bennett, which is near impossible because he's a he's a legend. No, he'll just but, go again. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, 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 we're hoping, we're hoping. So um, he's got. Well, he's done it twice now, so the third time won't hurt him. No. Hey, um, Pete, just if we go to to eighteen teams in in the next sort of two to three years, will you look for a, a competition restructure? What I'm sort of alluding to is the is the conference style, or is that is that too premature to to think about that? Look, I think you've got to keep an open mind on everything, and you know the conference system has been debated, and it's and it's certainly been highlighted by a lot of the coaches that have come and seen me. A lot of them love the the idea of having the conferences. So, as I said, you should never ever close your eyes to anything. You should have an open mind, and you should look at uh, you know does a conference system work? I don't know. I, I haven't done enough analysis to to understand if it if it will work. But I I can tell you, some of the smart minds, including Wayne Bennett. Um, and Trent Robinson came to see me and uh, and Sam Burgess about conferences when, when we had COVID. So um, it's certainly a concept that has to be explored. Pete, uh, on another note, how far are we away to seeing an official announcement on the CBA and, and that all being finalised? Look, the, the negotiations are going well in, and in good spirit. I think that the major issues uh, uh, have been pretty well negotiated. There's a, there's a lot of detail, and, and I think at this stage the detail um, – is probably progressed more than any other time in any other CBA. So, look, I'm confident in the next two or three weeks it'll all be finalised, but it's something you don't need to rush. We can take our time. But as I said, the big issues have been finalised, um, which is the salary cap and um, and the revenues, etc. So uh, we can take our time. And But I've got to say that the, the negotiations have been done in very good will and very good spirit, and if that continues that way, I, th- I can see it finalised very soon. Yeah, well, I think everybody's excited that we can see. We know how well the Dolphins have worked um, already after two weeks. They've had two wins, and we can see the fins up support coming from everywhere. And KO Stadium was a sea of red. Suncorp was a sea of red last week. And if there's more teams and we can and we can find that pathway and get new fans watching, I think everybody's in agreement that it's going to be uh, the right way forward. Appreciate your time, PVL. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure, fellas. Thank you. Peter Volandi's joining us. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply.
Yeah, welcome back to Sunday, Simbin. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you. All thanks to Apricity Invoice Finance. Waiting on the big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. We spoke with Luke Keery a little earlier, gentlemen, and uh, the Roosters winning over the Warriors 20 points to 12. I'll, I'll start with you, Gordy. It was a, a really gutsy display by the Roosters. I I do think, though, that the Warriors are a much better team than a lot of people give credit for. They are improving, and they were good last week. I know they, got beaten. they were good again. They played a really gutsy sort of type style of football. But the Roosters, they got away with the win, and they're away for season 2023. Yeah, I thought the Roosters were really good. I, I like their interchange of passing. You know, like you see certain styles, but, you know, the inside-outside, their little short plays around. Um, I like watching that. It's, um, you know, when – Three attackers go at two defenders. I like that style instead of that sweeping play at the back that every side sort of seems to do at the moment. So uh, they're going to get it right. They got some players out. Um, Walker was good yesterday, but Suwali'i, 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 Suwali'i. Yeah, I get that name wrong a lot. So, but uh, what a talent! Like, I mean, like he, he's he's freakish. Like, you know, uh, I know yesterday, like that ball when Kiri looked in and out. Mm. He makes that play. Yeah. That ball, I thought it was for the inside guy. Yeah. But <laughs> mate, I think it was. Mate, like, see, so Kiri's gone and he's just passed. And his athleticism and awareness to cut in really hard and get that ball. And I like the way he took on the fullback. I love that. I, I you know, because you had Tedesco in, they end up scoring, but the players were blowing up a little bit, which I find. What was little, because Sammy Walker ended yeah. up scoring that try. What was he blowing up about after? He sort of turned back straight. He, didn't yeah. say, he sort of turned back. It, was, and it said, wasn't like, like a celebration. Yeah. 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 It, was it was a bit like, strange, wasn't it? It was like he'd pulled the wrong rein, Joseph. Like he'd made the wrong move. Well, yeah, backing or, yourself. Yeah, no. taking the fullback on. No. No, you don't. You want them to. Because they get gun shy and they always look. He cut. The play was made. Right, And they scored. He actually beat the fullback. It was the cover that got to him. Yes. He actually beat the fullback. And the fullback, like... I like that part. I watch Steve Renouf take on the fullback all the time. We can always follow down. We can score on the next play, you know. Um, it was fair for Walker to have a crack too, but um, I prefer Suwali backing himself because there's going to be a mate, there's going to be a game where he's going to make a break, and you want him to back himself, and he looks for that, and he gets caught. That's but, a, but, mate, like that's that, a fifty-fifty that, decision. So in, the young kid back himself in that moment, Gordy. Did he need to back himself or did he just need to play the play and draw and pass? Because there'll be a time where, you know, coming up against Latrell Mitchell this week, does he take him on or does he do the right thing and draw him? Well, not do the – take the different option and draw and pass. A coach told me one day you can't do two things 100%. So when he made that break, yeah. he saw the fullback and he, and he thought – and then maybe Tedesco had loomed up and he mightn't have called the ball. So we're not in that yeah, situation. Yeah. So he saw the fullback, he goes – I'm cutting for the corner here. And then as he's put the hammer down and got his mindset around that, and then Tedesco's on the inside, that comes with the experience. Go, oh, I'm cornered here. I look back on the inside and sad. He doesn't. He probably doesn't have that yet yeah. in his game. But the part where he backed himself, I love. Don't get up him for backing himself. No. no I, I think there's no doubt about it. He is a, a freakish talent. Like, he is... He is something else. He, he he runs with so much intent for a 19-year-old outside back. Well, <laughs> the back line is stacked at the moment, and once they get some of their forwards back, I mean, Cheese went off after 27 minutes. 
no Radley, no Hargraves, no Tilly Tupanua, no Lodge. You put them back into that side. They are why a lot of people are saying the premiership favourite. So they've just got to get through this period. And, look, it's certainly not easy. They've got South Sydney next week, but they've got to get through this period with some wins. And once they get their cattle and cavalry back, they're going to be a lot stronger. Oh, no question. Look, if you look at all the quality talent they had missing from their middles yesterday, you take those calibre of players out of any other team and most teams would struggle to find a way to come up with a win. But the Roosters, look, they have got good depth. There's been some breaking news today in that <laughs> the Nathan, they sign Yeah, they've another, signed, they've signed they Nathan did. Brown. You yeah, gee me up. They've signed Nathan Brown from Parramatta. <laughs> they have signed only, another player. It's a, it's a one-year It's a one year arrangement. I'm sure Parramatta <laughs> are chipping in as well because he's on, the culture. he's on good money. Well, no, they're short on middles. He wants to play Roosters football? Well, clearly he does. Yeah. He's not getting to go at oh. Parramatta. He's not oh. going to go at the Eels, so oh, he, he wants to have a crack at, um, at playing for the Chooks. So. You're g up, hey? No, no, no. So they he's, signed another one? Yeah, he's okay. going there. Yeah. I'll tell you what's interesting. And they just well, had they, enough money? Well, they lost Sam Verrill's Gordon, be fair. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. they, they, they – No, still... no, they bought the cheese that, that six clubs put in a bid for. Yeah. And they let him go. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. But seriously, they do need middles at the moment. And so, what, I don't so you think just Lodge, go buy them? <laughs> well, I don't think Lodge is on a lot of money. I think Lodge's contract was late. I think, you know, um, I mean, there's still no Angus Crichton either. So, I mean, they are they are short on on cavalry in the forward pack at the moment, the Roosters. Did they, did they end up getting the um, salary cap dispensation? No, nah, it hasn't been decided yet, but I would be surprised if they did because I think it might just open up too much of a, a Pandora's box. So it will be treated like, any other injury that yep. a player sustains and the club has to accommodate them in terms of how the salary cap fits together. <laughs> well, but just uh, speaking of the – Geez, I'd hate to see if they get a halfback. They just go buy one because they're short. Well, they've got Sammy Walker. I oh, know, but like if he gets injured, they can just go buy one because they're short in that position. Well, no, they'd have to be getting close to the ceiling now with Brown coming place. in. Yeah, with right. Brown coming in close now. Close to the ceiling. Have to be. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I haven't got their Is it a ceiling exact, or a circus tent? I haven't got their exact figures in It's in a circus tent, isn't it? In front it's of me. one Gordon. of those ones. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, you can't go down this road. I mean what, – where, Mate, what where road? Are, no, no, no. I'm every fan of rugby league that looks at the you know, teams that lose players and teams that don't. Yeah, but if you go through, right, if you go through the list of players that the you Roosters don't have, to, mate, you don't have lost – over yeah. the last however many seasons it is, it is quite yeah. extensive. Yeah, I know. They don't lose who they – Here, <laughs> Latrell Mitchell, Boyd Cordner, Cooper Cronk, Jake Friend, Brett Morris, Cooper Isaac Cronk Liu. was 38. Yeah, but he was on a freight Gordon. Sam Verrills, Josh Morris, Lockie Lamb, Mitch Orbison, Kyle Flanagan, Matt Ikevalu, Dale Copley. There's a few there. Yeah, there's a lot there, and obviously, uh, w- when you look at these two sides, can you see them beating Souths on Friday night? Oh, mate, it's a cracker! It, it, it's look, I worked at South for like a little while, and the way South prepare to play the Roosters, I actually addressed the team and said, "You guys need to pretend you're playing the Roosters," and I said to the organisation. The difference in the mentality of the guys, their attitude when they walked in on Monday is a totally different beast. It's a beast. So I said, 
you just got to, like, I don't know how we do it, get a, someone to hypnotise these guys <laughs> and, the, and they play Roosters jerseys every week because it was um, – and Roosters feel the same. They know it because they live it. They all live around the same area. They see each other. They probably drink at the same – Coffee shops and you know eat drink the same lattes or the South Boys get long blacks and the Roosters drink lattes or whatever it is or vice versa, and their fans are mates and neighbours. That's what makes this rivalry so good. This is more. This is less about the the talent on the field or or who's missing. There's just there's so much that goes into these games and we witnessed it in last year's playoff series. Just, you know, it, to to plan for thirteen on thirteen is. You know, it probably likely not going to happen. It's going to be yeah. chaotic out there. Like it's the team that not necessarily has the best talent, but can manage the chaos, manage the emotion. You know, um, exploit the opposition when they're out of sync emotionally. You know, not be too exploited when you're out of sync emotionally. You got some players there that are real firecrackers, and we love that. But as a team, you've got to you've got to manage those moments. You know, when you Jared or you Victor or yeah. a Tom Bear just goes off and. But, yeah. Jimmy, mate, we've all been in that dressing room with the coach. Hey, boys, look at your mate in the eye. Look, it's about us. It's about winning the collision. None of that's spoken about. Mm. Hey, guys, mate, it's about playing footy. It's about, look, read the game plan. It's about sticking. It's because all that stuff is off the charts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like there's no – like it's, boys, green head. Keep the red head yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, green, Trent blue Robinson, head, blue after, head. After Sinbin Sunday last September, Trent Robinson has openly acknowledged on several occasions that – the Roosters took it to a place where it shouldn't have gone and, and they didn't handle where it got to. But it's they, going to get they, there they again. They spilled over the edge. It's because so that's of the fans. And we yeah. spoke to Luke Keery earlier. Do you know that's why State of Origin does that? They've that. Spoken about State of Origin does that is because you're playing for someone bigger than yourself. So this right. game being being just a competition game, what it's because you're playing for your fans. You're playing for that South fan that they – I went to a presentation, right? South had one of those years where they might have won 12 games. They read out every single time, uh, and we beat the Roosters in round four, 22, and the biggest cheer goes up. It's not about who they play. It's, it's their season. And, it, and it's folklore. It, and, it's whether and they it, beat the Roosters. And, it, and, it's, and it's one of those things, right? <laughs> you, you love what the messages that come on and before it, like, hey, we can't go to that place again. <laughs> right, and it can start to bubble and brew, and then a trainer can run on and say, listen, remember, coach is saying – Calm down, yeah. and you're just going. I know, and then you just <laughs> yeah, you so, just can't help you like. So you got three you know, messages, yeah, and, and you got forty two thousand yeah. South fans standing yeah, up yeah, there, going, like, <laughs> like take his head off, and you're like, okay, then I'm going to listen to you. Screw the coach, and then you're walking <laughs> off, and the Roosters fan or the South yeah. fans in your face, and you can't and then, wait to get back out. And there. then you get in the dressing room at the end of the game, you go. Sorry, coach. Yeah, you're dead right. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Oh, how good. Again. <laughs> yeah, well, the Roosters have got their season underway. As we say, they take on South. That game will be 8 o'clock in New South Wales, 7 o'clock in Queensland. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got. To pay their bills, power your business growth with a Pricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply.
Yeah, welcome back. Sunday Simbin for a Prissid Invoice Finance. Waiting on the big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with the Prissid Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. James Graham, Gordon Tallis, James Hooper. And coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk with Bulldogs coach Cameron Serraldo after their victory last night over the Melbourne Storm. We'll dissect the Broncos and where they're really at. And we'll also talk about some of the inconsistencies with the judiciary even after two weeks. But it is now time for this. <laughs> All right, big fella, over to you. Uh, the Raging Bull, what is it this afternoon that's uh, got your goat? Well, it hasn't really got my goat. I just wanted to touch on the Latrell Mitchell situation uh, on Thursday night. You know, um, growing up in Australia, growing up in Townsville, I grew up and I had a wonderful dad and a loving mother, a loving dad and a loving mother. And that's all it was to me. But his colour of his skin was black and my mum's white. But growing up for my whole life, I saw my dad, I saw my mum. I just don't get in today's society how people can judge somebody from their appearance, their colour of their skin, the colour of their hair, what shirt they're going to wear. In our country last year, we got mixed up with a colour of a jersey and it was huge. It, it, it divided our nation, a colour. Colour should never come into it. What people's beliefs should never be part of it and then just watching Latrell and then you know I only had dad and mum so I've grown up a little bit different and if someone called my mum a name or if someone called my dad a name who do I get upset about I didn't realize my dad was colored until I got to Sydney and people and you have a girlfriend and she comes over to your place for the first time she goes oh your dad because he's six foot four and he's really dark skin and they don't realize oh because I didn't have the same skin color so I'd saw the way they treated my father compared to me and it was the colour of their skin. So I don't get now with all the education that we have around people and how we're going that this is still happening. And if it's happening and if it's a young kid, it's your language at home because if I'm driving around with my young son and I go, bloody traffic, he goes, oh, mum, the bloody traffic was bad in you. So I've said it. So he's heard that language before if he's a young kid. And I feel sorry for Latrell, but, you know, I I don't know where to go on this because I, I thought as a society, as a human, that we should be past this. And there's only one race. My mum my wasn't white. My dad wasn't black. It was my pa- parents. So who do I love more? Who do I love less? They're my mum and dad. And I just don't get how people can judge someone because of the colour of their skin. You know, and Latrell... Whatever it is, um, I think you're better than that. And for all those people out there, right, so if someone called me that, like I had, I would run out and there'd be signs about my mother and it really hurt me. It really affected me because she's not playing the game. I couldn't imagine what if someone said something about my dad, what I would have done because I'm protecting my mum and dad. About me, it didn't worry me. They, they brought me up with enough resilience so I didn't worry about whether someone called me anything. But if you say something and you're, and you hurt someone else, you're saying the wrong thing. And that's what I talk, and that's what I teach my kids. If you say something and you hurt them, you've said the wrong thing. And if someone says something to you, you've got to have tougher skin to keep on walking and ask them, are they okay? 
are they okay? Is everything all right with you? But um, I feel sorry that in this day and age that it's still going around. Like I really do. And should that kid be banned for life? I'm not sure. I'd ban his parents because that kid doesn't know better. And I think with education and he knowing how much he's hurt someone just from a word that's come out of his mouth, I think that's I think that's better education, that kid going and sitting down with Latrell. Because when those kids did that sign about your mum, their mother rang me mm-hmm. and apologised. And I said, that's not your job. You know, that was the kids. They were 18 and 19 and 20. I think you know by then. If it's a young kid, well, they for one, they got to go buy the, you know, uh, the material and the paint. So I'm really divided on this, but I just don't understand how in today's age that it can still happen. Yeah, no, well said, Gordon. And I, I like Nico Hines's approach to it as well when he spoke very strongly and said, look, if the young bloke wants to come into the Indigenous All-Stars camp yeah. next year, then by all means, please come in. Yeah, absolutely. And have a better understanding of what our culture is about and what it means to wear this jumper. And um, Because clearly, you know, it's just not acceptable. It's just not on in, in this day and age. And, um, yeah, there's no excuses for it. I do think at 15, though, I understand. Is he 15? See, so I didn't know 15, any of that. So that's why I was going half-cocked because I didn't know. I just, you know, I mean, I – was there on Thursday night and the Maddie John show covered it great and I thought Demetrio was fantastic. I think Trent Robinson, I think everybody that spoke about it, Wayne Bennett, everybody's had to say we don't we don't agree with it. Some of our greatest players. But more importantly, there's only one race. That's the human race. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely that's the big thing out of it. Well Arthur yeah. Beetson became the first Australian captain in any sporting code in the nineteen seventies, the first yeah. Aboriginal Australian to be captain. Well my dad so was I, the I, first guy to leave this country. He was the Indigenous captain. You know that game that was played over there? Yeah. My dad was the first Indigenous captain in 19, whatever it was. Yep. So and Straight Arthur out Beats, of Townsville. Well, yeah. Yeah, and played with all Larpa, Stewart and all these guys. And I saw that they rewarded and they got to go and spend time. I think there's maybe the seven of them. Yeah, yeah, seven of them I'm alive. But, you know, and then my dad didn't tell me anything about that. But the more you get educated on the struggles that they've had in life, you just got to respect it. It's just simple as that. And for that guy, you know, and for Nico Hines, he's he's covered it. So that's why I'm saying everybody's going to have a different opinion. Nico Hines, come in and meet us. We're not that bad. That's a mature. Yeah, what a, lead, what a leader Nico Hines is there. Like, yeah. honestly, for, for him to have that, that, that approach. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Well said, Gordon. Triple M footy. Lives on Listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Yeah, welcome back. Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Waiting on the big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. James Hooper, James Graham, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin with you. And on Friday night, we saw Brisbane with a really impressive win over a prelim final side from last year, the North Queensland Cowboys. 28 points to 16. This is off the back of them beating uh, the reigning premiers in week one. Boys, we, 
we know a lot about the hype around Brisbane and we understand that rugby league is strong when Brisbane are going strong. But it was the emergence of Reese Walsh into this back line that I think really uh, was exciting. He, he was world-class, elite, some have called him. But I know it's his only first game in Broncos colours as first grader. But boy, oh boy, he made a real difference to a really strong back line as it was. The Welsh wizard. <laughs> there was one by the name of Jonathan Davies. Yes. Who was the Welsh wizard from Wales. But that's – he's outstanding. How he plays – like against the Titans, everybody goes, oh, it's against the Titans, it's a trial. But <clears throat> watching him when I was sitting on the sideline for Fox, how he'd skip across and just create numbers just out of sheer speed, brilliance, and he had that ability where he straightens them first. And then by the time you go to start your engine again, he's past you. And then, yeah. you, and then you, you know, jazz hands just trying to yeah. catch him and you just don't get to him. And he did that the other night, everything he does has a bit of class, the speed, just his ability to make you jump on your heels as a defender because he can cut back in on you. So he comes, he straightens, and you go, heels? As soon as he hits your heels, he's beating you. Well, well that and then some of his is the, the kick return where he set up the try. <laughs> he just like, set him. As a defensive yeah. unit, yeah, I know they were missing a player. Uh, I think they were down to 12 at the time, but like the, the ability to turn – Make something out of well. That's not trial line defence where you got a no. number up. That's kick chase where yeah, everybody that, that, can go that, down. That's kick, kick chase, and it just it, he he will take advantage of any sort of fatigue. But to do it on, on play zero, you know, when you've got when you should have a full complement of players against you, that was uh, that that was pretty special yeah. to 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 exploit the Cowboys defenders on, on play zero like that. That was quality quality football, yeah. and he took a whack for his for his troubles as well while yeah. while we were at it. Big cough where, out, just wedged in. Yeah. <laughs> where are Brisbane at? I mean, some people are they're already better saying, than oh, your dolph- Dolphins, mate. That's one thing. Well, then I, I, I would stop with the, the, my Dolphins. Well, Let mate, like you said, oh, now. you know, it's fantastic and this, and you keep on saying how many tickets they sold. Brisbane had, I think, 43,000. 43, oh, mate, I'm, I'm on board with the That's Brisbane That's as many Broncos. as the Dolphins have had in two games. Yeah, well, I'm on, board, I'm on board with the Brisbane Broncos. Okay. And you're on board on, with the on. Dolphins. Haven't you just joined the Dolphins as a new member this week? No, 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 no. Oh, that's you didn't join true. the Dolphins as a member. No, no, that's that's that is no, no, incorrect no, no. information. He got given a membership. He got no. given a membership. Oh, you got? How do you get given a membership? Can I just, because I just he'll talk about you got to pay for your membership. Well, listen, please, before uh, you start saying something that is incorrect, all three of you, I would like you all to know here and now. I am a member of the Brisbane Broncos. I bought two season tickets for the Brisbane Broncos. You can go and ask anybody. I paid for them. I'm also Mate, are a you member. joking? No, like any, you can go and ask anybody. Let's go do a survey of anybody in Australia. You know what the first question would be? Who's Ben Dobbin? I wasn't including you Do you know if Ben Dobbin's bought two Brisbane Broncos season tickets again? Who's that? Hold on, I'll check the register. Yeah. I have also purchased two season tickets at the Dolphins. No one has given me anything. I have paid for everything at the Dolphins and I'm also going to tell you how at much, the Broncos. How much were season tickets at the Dolphins? 900 a seat. 900 a seat? At the, on the halfway line. And yes. you got how you much? Two, you got two them. for you or how much are they are you at the Broncos? Bring your my, son, my son and his mates sat in them last weekend. How Thank much, you very much. How much were they at the, um, at the Bronx? 
I can find out I, whatever the same about the same price. Mine are in front of the coach's box. My niece's, my niece Lydia and her friend. Oh, Neve so basically, the, their family members and you're claiming them as yours that you've bought them for the other people. Is that what you're saying? I bought the seats, and unfortunately, because of my job, I don't get to sit in them. But I have to. I have family, so they go and sit in the seats. I've done it as a show of support for both sides. Okay. Because and how many fair. teams are in Queensland? There's four teams in Queensland. Okay. There's two in Brisbane. I live in Brisbane. Okay. Oh, I I'm going to see you. Well done. So you, you're not a Titans member. Oh, here we go. No, I'm here just curious. No, Are what, you a Titans I mean, and a Cowboys? No, I'm not. Right. I'm what not about, a Cowboys and, member. And we've learned, we've learned today as well, you're a Canterbury Bankstown supporter. I don't Are think you, that's new information. Right. Well, Are, you, think are that, you a member hey, of the hey, Bulldogs? I don't I, think that's okay. new information. Are you a member of the Bulldogs? No, I'm not. Why not? But I will say that somebody in this group – and I don't know why we've gone down this rabbit hole, but why we're here, we may as well just be honest. Yes. There's a certain member in this group. I received a phone call last week because somebody rang the Titans membership and asked them to ring me. And this, I'll tell you the text exactly that I got, and I'll read it uh, verbatim to you because somebody has rung the Titans membership. Um, here we go. Uh, hi, my name's Adam from Gold Coast Titans Membership. We heard from our club ambassador, Gordon Tallis, that you are super keen to become a Gold Coast Titans member. Apologies, we weren't able to reach you, so I'm reviewing their membership at the moment and whether or not I'm going to become a Titans member as well. But there was no need for you to hand out my... What do you mean, you're, do you mean you're reviewing this? He said two things, right? So we're sitting there and we do the listener app, and he's, oh, my, oh mate, the Dolphins, it's good, and there's only 10,000 there. I'll be going on my member. I went, oh, so you're in the media. No. You're not supposed to be biased. Every team's supposed to be the same. You never played for any of these clubs. You're the man about town. You're supposed to have a show that promotes rugby league, which is all four teams. Which I do. So which then, I do, do that. So then I'm a member of the Dolphins. I said, oh, cool. What are, oh, and also Brisbane. I went, oh, yeah. But what about the Cowboys and the Titans? I was a Cowboys member last year. I was a Cowboys member last year. I gave them my love last year. All oh, right. So you've rescinded that now. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I'm off that. I nearly made the grand final. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, though, like to, to go to the Broncos, <laughs> why, why are we down this road? Like, I mean, seriously, I know any, we, three we can, any, any conversation we can steer into putting uh, yeah. putting things yeah. on you. But yeah. I, think for, I, I think for the Broncos, mate, honestly, like the the pressure that Kevy was under to start the season, like yeah. I think this just makes these two performances that little bit more extra special because he was under all sorts coming into this year. No, no, you know? no, no. no. Well, well, I don't I think, think he was. I well, think that I think it was ex- reported. Yeah. It was, well, not, well, you know, if you look at the, the article, coaches under pressure before a ball's kick, Griffin, Walters. Yeah. Like, he, he, his name was getting I don't think the Walters was fair at all. He, I, 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 I mean this hey, seriously. Ben, but I, no, I, I agree with you. Yes, but, but, but you were reading about, about it. But we were reading about it. Yes. We were reading about it. That that's that so and that does, whether you like it or not, that filters into yeah. the group and, and then they're reading about the, the Ben Iken role. That yeah. was he, he last year. He like November last year, because he's come in, right? And there's I don't know how many jobs are doing rugby league now, right? Back in my day, it was just cut the oranges, wash the jersey, give us some water, you know. And there's no seriously, like there's a <laughs> mate, like there's a job for a job now, you know. Like there's assistant coach to be an assistant coach. So I don't know what roles are in the football department. It was a CEO, and then it was a football well, manager, was to, and it was, was a recruitment be, guy. Ben was signed to be the general manager of football, and I don't know what Broncos. that does. But then Ben's gone and had a look at all the roles. They got a guy Scanlon that does all the recruitment. Simon that, Scanlon, yeah. that like is supposed to be really good. So if that role's good, and it's and then Ben Iken doesn't need to sit there and 
cover that. Now, I think the issue was, Gordy, that when Ben Iken took that position, he was told it was going to entail certain things. And then in reality, when he got in there, that's not how it unfolded. It didn't work like that. So Dave Donahue promised him something that wasn't delivered. Yep. And under the previous setup, I think Sounds Kevy, like a footy club, I eh? think Kevy we'll was – We'll sign you to play no, fullback but, I, I but jump back I, out on the wing. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I, I think where <laughs> – it's good analogy. I think where it also created some waves was I think Kevy was either reporting to Ike or they were both on the same footing. That's been – Changed now. Like Ike's decided that isn't working that was lucky. under under that <laughs> system. Yeah, I think that's when did you? Oh well, mate. Ike no reports to Kevin Walters, and rightly so. The head coach is yeah. in charge. Yeah, mate. Like the head coach should be in charge, and that's at every club because he's the one. Like if the Roosters go bad, he's going to live and die by the results. Yeah, yeah. 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 And when you look at it, they've they've started the season against two top four teams from last year, a back to back Premiership winning team, yeah. and they've come away with four 14th, points. Ninth last year. On the points they did, they make the finals since nineteen ninety six or something. Yeah. And if you so if, they were if you look head. at their, their their next, you know, four or five games, with with all that they should be looking at this as, you know, a real opportunity to yeah. to start the year almost undefeated and then, you know, they can give themselves plenty yep. of buffer to manage that origin period where you know, I imagine they'll have plenty of representation. I think where it puts uh, Kevy's management in, in an even stronger position is there have been talks about this extension and him remaining at Red Hill for at least another three seasons. But one of the sticking points has been that the Broncos are saying, yes, we'll give you that contract, we'll give you that extension, but they also want a clause in it saying that at any time – uh, they can they give can him. Pull the trigger. They can yeah. they, they can pull the trigger, and he gets three months' notice, and 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 Correct. that's it in terms of a, an exit strategy. But I, I'm sure, given the way that the Broncos have started uh, and the positive down. signs that that Brisbane are showing, the yeah. ma- his management will be going back to Dave Donahue, his boss of the Broncos, and saying, "Well, hang on a minute, this clause, we need to have a look at this." I can't believe that, and I'm I'm saying this genuinely as a rugby league fan, taking all all, all the stirring aside. There's one bloke that got Adam Reynolds to the Brisbane Broncos, and that's Kevin Walters. He got on a plane, he went down there, he had a meeting with Adam Reynolds, and he sold Adam Reynolds the Brisbane Broncos. Now, you want to talk about an important signing. I can tell you Adam Reynolds is, you know, he he inherited a wooden spoon team. He's got them now, as you said, James Graham, who have beaten the reigning premiers and a, a prelim side from last year. They go into, they've got, this week they they they've got a, a, a probably a game that everybody now expects with St George that they'll win on Saturday night. They then go into the Dolphins. They then got Newcastle. Okay, and you're right, it's their depth. They've lost Corey Oates. They bring in Jesse Arthur's who does an equally Great good job. Player. The depth, the the depth in this club, and it this is off the back of Kevin Walters. You can say what you want. They're happy. He went and got Lee Breers. He bought him as a development transitional coach. He straight away put him into the attack. Matt Ballon, we bring Matt Mellon. We're going to put him into defence with John Cartwright. Everything that – it might not be conventional. He might not be the Trent Robinson, the Craig Bellamy, whatever. And I'm sure Kevy's got flaws in his coaching. But he's what he's done is where he's identified his flaws, he's got somebody to fill that gap. And that's what good head coaches do. I, I can't believe we're talking about – termination clauses and three-month payouts and everything like that. He needs the extension. I think it'll be done within the next two weeks. I think that there'll be, there'll be an announcement from Brisbane the next couple of weeks that, you know, that, that that's all sorted out because it has to be. Because Brisbane, they are – if they can keep on the field the way they got, they're yeah. a top-four side. No, they, There's no two ways about it. They haven't surprised me. And what Kevy 
what Kevy's doing hasn't hasn't surprised me. Like I think I said last week, Tom Brady wins six. Mm. If he teaches you to throw the ball or what sort of plan you want, you're going to listen, right? So that's yep. that's the way I look at Kevy when it comes to just playing footy. And I'm talking about Elf and Lockie and all the guys I've played with. He's the guy going, no, no, we're doing this. And he very rarely gets it wrong. Like his brain when it comes to football – and all that stuff around you, which everybody's been great at going, oh, look, I need that help, I need this, I need that. And that's where Wayne would be at now. Mate, you recruit, I'll do this and I'll do that. And Wayne probably doing less coaching now because he's just all about getting the message across. I think that takes time. I think that's, you know, seriously, like to be a head coach, well, to be a first grader, it takes you two or three years before you work it out. And, you know, I could only imagine as a coach, you've got all these great ideas. Some work, some yeah. don't. They understand, some they won't. And – with Brisbane, I think the best thing, Adam Reynolds, his kicking game wasn't quite at his – he sort of missed a couple. His goal kicking was a little bit off. That's like they've still got so much improvement. Defensively, they're tying in for each other. Uh, they're having a go. They've got a bit of X factor, but I think they can even play better. And Tamalolo was outstanding oh, in that game. Like, yeah, like, very, very good. Like, Unbelievable. Like, do you know what? Yeah, mate, but like when people whinge, then I think, you know, people are, reluc- uh, people are reluctant when – they signed him for 10 years. I was a bit of a deer in the headlights, but he's repaid that. Yeah. I, 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 he might have been a bit expensive early. He's cheap now. For yeah. what he's done, I think the banners yeah. inside that organisation with him hanging up there for player of the year, I don't think a player comes close to him. And they've had some wonderful players. Like I'm talking Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. Go through that, Payne's, Matt Bowens or whatever. I think he's got the most banners up there, which – Proves that week in, week out, he's been super consistent. On the big stage, he delivered again against a great Brisbane. Yeah, I think the, the reason why most people were, were shocked for the, from the 10-year deal is because we'd not seen it before. And he it, plays it, in the middle. And he put, Yeah, yeah. there was all the reasons why they shouldn't do instead of focused <laughs> on For every reason yeah, yeah. why you shouldn't yeah. sign someone, yeah. you're in the middle, you're this, you're going to play front row yeah. and back row and, you know, in that position and you're robust and you run and you're a line breaker. and But uh, he's just... You know, his game's changing because the game changed and he goes with it and, you know. Mind you, he went back for the first kickoff for the first carry of the game. <laughs> like, wow. Like, it, 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 yeah. he was sensational. He certainly was. Uh, but the Cowboys, obviously, they'll look to get back in the winning circle next week. I'll get We're the Cowboys membership team to ring you too, Dobbo, through oh, the week. Get away. They tag on the Warriors. Uh, we, we'll take a break, come back. Triple M footy lives on Lister. Ready or not. Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Apricity Finance. You can't stop what I got ready now. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Apricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Welcome back, Sunday Sinbin for Apricity Invoice Finance. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, Ben Dobbin with you. Boys, we've got to get to this and, and look... I, I am concerned about the consistency with the judiciary at the present moment. Wade Graham got four weeks for what was deemed a reckless shot, a reckless tackle. Now, we talked about it last week. Um, I know, Gordon, you say, well, he jumped up at him and his feet left the ground. Okay, he went to fight the judiciary and, and try to get a downgrade. He gets four weeks. Now, Scott Drinkwater was sent uh, to the sin bin for the shot on Corey Oates. Before I get to this, this is what Todd Payton, his coach, had to say about him getting sent to the sin bin on Friday night. The sin binning I'm comfortable with as long as it's consistent all season long. It's happened really quick. You come across the field, Corey changed 
direction really late. He's trying to stop a try. You know, he had his what? He had one foot on the deck. He had no intent to, to make collision with his where we got him, but um, it was certainly an accident. Um, one arm was getting wrapped around. Uh, his right arm was getting wrapped around the body and there was separation on his left. So uh, no intent in the whole thing. Um, Kid's just doing his best to stop a try uh, really quickly. Kid's doing his best to stop a try really quickly. No intent was not deliberate. He gets three weeks. I don't think Scott Drinkwater should have got three weeks for that. I understand Can Corey I Oates got a fractured... The, um, oh, what's a, what happened to Corey Oates, the bloke that he tackled? He had a fractured jaw. He's got six. He's out for six weeks. Right. Had an operation. Um, but uh, accidents happen. It is contact sport and rugby league. I don't think Scott Drinkwater, because there was not deliberate intent, it wasn't reckless, I don't believe that he deserved three if weeks. If your shoulder hits someone in the head, it's deliberate. Unless they're slipping, if you're six foot. So let's say... Well, how big's no, 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 no. How big's Drinkwater? Tall. Six foot one. Maybe. Lucky. Lucky to be six foot. Yeah. How big's Corey Oates? Six foot four? Yep. Yep. Right. There's your answer. Changing direction, bending and stepping back off. No, he was going to the troll line. He was going straight. Listen, with 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 that, and then Todd Payton's right. But if that happened to his play, if that happens to Val Holmes, you know, his message is not going to be consistent because it's against your team. We gotta get out that I believe if you get like a hand, it's a reaction. Normally Normally, if you get hit in the head with a hand, it's a reaction. Normally, if it's a shoulder, they're actually driving the shoulder. You got more control over your shoulder than a hand. If someone's slipping, you know when they, you like, you see those players, they slip and they get them high in your forearm. Yeah. There, I believe their accidents. If someone's hitting you with their shoulder in the face, I think it's it's less chance of that tackle being an accident because ninety percent of Corey Oates's body, or even more. Is below his chin, I, I, I don't so think, he can hit a lot of body, yeah. and uh, he gets him on the jaw. I, I don't think that there's any. We 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 know it wasn't intentional no. from, from Drinkwater. We we know that, but I think what the message the NRL is trying to say is those type of tackles come with an element of risk, and if you get those tackles wrong, wrong. we're going to suspend you. So it's the same with Wade Graham. He doesn't go out there with intent to to hit. Uh, you know, uh, in an area he shouldn't. But what they're saying is there's a higher likelihood of causing injury yeah. by that style of tackle. Like it was a shoulder charge. Yeah. Drink water was a shoulder charge from no, the mental. One arm wrapped as well. It, it wasn't a shoulder charge. It, it wasn't a shoulder charge, right. James. It was. If you okay. hit someone, yeah, he, he wasn't wrapping. He turned his body side yeah. on. And, and, I, and I get why he did it. And he was trying to Absolutely. stop. And I, I echo Todd Payton's words. He was trying to stop. A try. And I think yeah. that's the key and thing. That's the key thing, Jimmy, is Todd Payton nailed that there, that in the situation yes. the game was in, yep. right, Scott Drinkwater's the last line of defence is the yep. fullback. Corey Oates is flying through and about to score a try. And so he makes a split-second decision at speed that he's he, he's going to have to do what he did. And he turns his body and he gets side it wrong, off. Yeah. And, and Oates ends up with a busted jaw yep. three weeks. I'm okay with no, that. No one's disputing the fact that, it, it you know it was obviously unintentional. He didn't mean to break yeah. his jaw, but he but he but has he put he has put himself in a position where the likelihood of that has happened has increased because of the way he's put his body and it has made contact with the head. So the NRL and now they're, okay. they're, they're stamping if he hits him in the case. Case. Okay. and there's a big difference between that and, right and the incident with uh, Sean O'Sullivan, where I think they've looked at that. He's not been charged because well, he didn't have anywhere to, to go. James for yeah, ten minutes. I know, but, he, but I think in review they've realised that O'Sullivan. Sullivan had nowhere to go. 
nowhere well, to go. Well, then that that means there's inconsistencies no, with no, the no, decisions no, on the no, field. No, because no. the contact was initiated by drink water, well, and it got, wasn't initiated by Sean O'Sullivan. The bunker should be ruling on that rather than the referee going right. Yeah, why? But he didn't even get charged. He got Who? put on report, O'Sullivan, and it he didn't, shouldn't he be didn't charged. get charged because he, he, he shouldn't be charged. He shouldn't he, exactly. He, he shouldn't have gone to the bin. He, he should not have gone to the know, bin. I know. We're not arguing that. I'm saying but he, he initiated the con. He didn't initiate the contact, but with with the drink water incident, he did. He did initiate the contact. You can he see that there's inconsistencies, though, can't you? Oh, you well, can how? see. Okay. Welcome to first grade How? guy. The game's been going since 1908. How? He broke his right. jaw and he's going to sit out for three weeks. If I broke your jaw, what? what yeah. yeah. I get it. I get that. Right. But I Same. don't think three weeks is. I, I, so what I do you want get, him to get? A week. I think, oh he, he, you know, a week. I think he does a week. I don't think it was intentional. I think, no, you know, we know it wasn't. It. We know it we wasn't. We know it wasn't intentional. But he hit him in the head. That's he not the, the argument head. whether it's intentional or not, Ben. Oh. We know well, it wasn't intentional. that's got to come into consideration no. when yes, he's charging because if bucks. it was intentional, he'd be looking at six to seven to eight weeks. Maybe. Anyway, we're not no, going to agree no, no, on no. this. Keep we're not going to agree on this. We're not going to agree on this. Um, I'll just take the stance that... Uh, you know, I actually don't. I think it should have been downgraded. But anyway, yeah. that's different. Well, hey, mate, listen, he can go fight it. Well, yeah. he's not because if he fights it, we've seen what happened. Wade Graham tried to fight it. He didn't want to get off. He tried to get it and downgraded. I love Wade he ended Graham up the and I sat week. with him on Fox and I disagree with him. He went to, to lift his team. I love it. Don't change the way you play, but you got the tackle wrong. All right, we'll leave it at that. We're going to take a break. Sunday Simbin. Cameron Serrato joining us next. This is Sunday Simbin. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin with a Prissy Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with a Prissy Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Welcome back to Sunday Sinbin for a Prissy Finance. Jimmy Graham, James Hooper, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin, and the Dogs. Well, they got their first victory last night, and for their new coach, Cameron Serraldo, it was his first victory as the Bulldogs head coach. He joins us on the Sunday, Simbin. Cameron, congratulations. Uh, the monkey's off the back. You can move on, and it was a really impressive display down in Melbourne. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, no, it was good last night. Enjoyable to watch that. Um, you know, we were pretty disappointed after round one, uh, how we played. So, yeah, to, to come down here last night and get the job done was Really pleasing, and uh, I think you know it gives our boys some belief in what they're capable of. Cam, it's Jammer here. I uh, congratulations on the the first of many victories. Um, there was a shot that it cut to the box, and you sort of showed a little bit of emotion. Just can you just describe what was that feeling like to get your first win as a NRL head coach in a, in the position? Obviously, you've, you deputised for Coach Cleary last year, but this your first one as, a, as an official title as an NRL coach. Yeah, it was good. I was just um, I was really keen for the boys just to to get a result and just fill them full of belief. So I sort of rode that one pretty hard, you know. And it was frustrating at times because the second half didn't exactly go the way we wanted it to, but. You know, for, to get the result in the end, um, you know, that's what we came down here to do. And we had a really good week. And, um, yeah, that was just the culmination of all the hard work they put in. In, in getting that result, Cam, it seemed that um, offloads and the ability to, to move the ball around was was a key part of, of the game plan. Is that something that we're going to see more of or is that a specific game plan for the Melbourne Storm team? Yeah, I think that's probably why we're disappointed uh, in our performance the week before is we just didn't play to win. So, um, you know, we sort of didn't back ourselves in the way we trained through the whole preseason, the way we wanted to play. So to see it 
come out last night and see the boys back themselves and their skill um, was one of the most pleasing things. But yeah, it wasn't a specific game plan or anything like that. We're just gonna we're gonna play to our strengths and we're gonna play uh, you know play with the skill that um, these guys have been given and um, we'll back ourselves. Yeah, Cameron, congratulations. Awesome win and a huge result for all the Bulldogs members and fans who've been through a rough patch in recent years. You mentioned you were disappointed after the Manly game. Did you walk away from that loss thinking, geez, I've got a hell of a lot of work to do here? Or did you actually think, well, I'm confident. I know the work we've done. We just had a bad day at the office. Yeah, no, I walked away from Brookvale really confident. I, you know, we, a lot of the time we killed ourselves. You know, we were up against a really committed Manly team who, who played really well and, and, you know, were the better team on the day. But in terms of what I saw from our team, I saw, you know, opportunities that we didn't take. I saw a real grit in what we were trying to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, we made things really hard for ourselves in, in what was a really hot day at, a, at an oval that was um, had good home ground support and a team that was really committed. So, you know, we did the review and we were really confident if we could just fix up a few areas and play our style of footy that, um, you know, results will come. You know, Cameron, the, the big story I thought out last night, Max King was unbelievable for you, but Jacob Preston, um, and look, I mean, he's never going to get the kudos of some of the big names, but he was so good for you last night. Can you just give a bit of background? I mean, playing his second NRL game, just how uh, happy you are to see him perform like he did last night. Oh, he's, yeah, he's done it since day one of preseason. He's... You know, uh, he was brought to the club as a young guy just looking for an opportunity. He's a manly junior, played at the Roosters um, lower grades last year. And, you know, the, the club um, identified him as a, a talent we could bring in. And from day one, he's just shown that he's going to be an NRL player. And um, there was never in doubt that he was going to play for us in round one. I probably didn't think he'd start this early in his career or this early in the season, but he deserves to. And, um, you know, he, he played really strongly last night. He did a really good job last week as well. And, you know, he's going to be um, a mainstay of our team for a lot of years to come. Yeah, another guy that's going to be a, a mainstay is uh, Viliame Kikau. I thought his attention to detail and the effort areas were absolutely sensational last night, Cam. He was he um, he goes out there with a point to prove every single week. And, and just how important is those little effort areas that he brings to, that he brings to the Bulldogs moving forward and how can he help inspire those other players to to get on board with some of those little detail plays? Oh, he's just he's so important to what we're doing. You know, like when the Bulldogs signed Billy, you know, I was upset. I was at Penrith and we were losing him, but I'm so glad they signed him now because he he's been so good for us. His leadership has been oh, I can't even describe how good his leadership's been um, since he's come over here. He's just he's showing people what winning looks like, how to prepare like a winner, how to play like a winner, and you said it there, his attention to detail is um, is unbelievable. And you look at a guy like Jacob Preston getting to learn from Billy Army Kickout right now, and that's gonna that's gonna hold him in really good stead for the rest of his career. But you know, Kicks didn't have um he came back late from World Cup, you know, he was in Fiji for a while for personal reasons and um you know, he, he only had fifteen minutes in a trial and then last week, you know, it was a tough day for him because we had no possession and, you know, the cohesion um, the players around him wasn't quite there, but you know, from the moment he walked in this week, I knew he was going to be in for a big performance because he, he had that look in his eye, and um, he's just been sensational for us. Yeah, he certainly delivered last night. I think the other thing that was super impressive about this win, Cameron, was the fact that you're missing some key middle forwards. No Tavita Pangai and no Luke Thompson. What's the update on when we might see those blokes back in the NRL again? Yeah, I think Tavita's about four or five weeks away. He's had a, had a calf problem, um, which hasn't been ideal. But Tavita's working really hard behind the scenes on 
you know, the mental side of the game, his physical conditioning. Um, he's actually he's actually contributing to the group in different ways, um, being able to help the younger guys and, and presenting team meetings and stuff, which is something Tavita probably hasn't done in the past. So it just shows his development as a player and he, he can contribute to our performance even though he's not on the field. So, But we, we would like him back on the field and that's about four or five weeks away. And Luke Thompson um, had surgery last week and um, signs are looking good, but he's about three months away. And there's Chris Patolo there as well, who had a really good preseason. And um, now we're missing him too. So, you know, he's a bit indefinite when he comes back. But um, the guys in those positions right now are doing a really good job and you know, they deserve their opportunity and, and really excited to see them take it at the moment. We, um, we, we, we understand that you got this young hot shot from Redcliffe and Brisbane in Carl Olapau and obviously you, you, you're just nurturing him along. Do, do we expect to see him play first grade this year at any stage in the back end of the season? Yeah, yeah. I, we brought him here to play first grade and he's a first grader. Um, he's doing some pretty cool stuff at training. He's working hard. He's lost five kilos since he got here. Yep. Um, working really hard on becoming a professional and he's, he's a lovely kid. Um, clearly got a lot of talent, but he's he's really bought into the team teamwork and culture and yeah, he'll be he'll get his chance at some stage where that is or what position that is. I don't know. He can play he can basically play any position on the field. He's um, very versatile. He's just a footy player, so he'll get his chance. He, um, he had his first game against men last week and did a really good job and stood out there and Got another game today um, in reserve grade and looking forward to seeing him play well there. Yeah, awesome. Hey, congratulations. West Tigers next week. The challenge just continues. But Cameron, such a good fella and congratulations on the win. Um, as a Dogs fan, and I'm going to declare it, I'm a Dogs fan, I was very happy last night to see them uh, have a victory. So, Dolo, well you just Thank support you. whoever wins, mate. No, mate. I've been <laughs> Terry Lamb was my idol. I've told everybody that from the start. You can, you know, old Terry Lamb, the greatest ever. Thank you, Cameron. Appreciate you on Sunday. Thanks, thanks for us, boys. Can't wait to see you on a Belmore next week. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. This is Sunday Simbin for Appreciate Invoice Finance. Oh. Triple M Footy lives on Lister. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Simbin with Appreciate Finance. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with Appreciate Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Welcome back to the Sunday Sin, being a Pricity Invoice Finance. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills. Power your business growth with the Pricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. It's now time for James Graham's toughest player segment. Thanks to Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. James Graham, who's in the headlights this week? Yeah, well, my uh, toughest player this week, he was a close second last week. But his performance this weekend in a, in a team that lost... And um, Parramatta Eels lock forward Jermaine Hopgood. I thought he was he was just outstanding. He played something like seventy one minutes all up, uh, an insane contribution with and without the ball. But the reason why he's my my toughest player it's 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 not it's not the offloads, it's not the try assist to to Campbell Gillard, it's not all the the work that he gets through. But it was the moment um the the last almost the last play of the game. When I think it was Jesse Ramian takes the sort of half intercept, starts making his way up the to, to seal the game for the Sharks, and who's there to chase him down despite all the work that he's done, despite the game nearly being over, it's Hopgood, right? So he chases Jesse Ramian down, tackles him in the corner. The game is still technically alive, and not only does he tackle him over the sideline or force the the ball back inside to the knock on, he then sprints to the middle of the field to pack the scrum to give Parramatta one last throw of the dice 
one last throw of the dice when he's just sprinted back in the 79th minute and 50th second or whatever it was, or 42nd, to make a cover tackle that he's not entitled to make. Gets up off the ground and then sprints to the middle of the field because he knows time is of the essence to give the Parramatta Eels one last opportunity to get the victory. And that, for me, is just... It's something that perhaps goes unnoticed and we, we, we focus on. Like, he's an gr- amazing player. He's talked to first grade like a duck to water. But those are the type of plays what makes such a difference. And you know what? He's got to keep doing those plays because eventually he'll get one in there where he gets to the middle of the field, they pack the scrum and Parramatta will score and it will all be because of his work rate and his work ethic and his commitment to giving his side the best opportunity to win a game. I understand that he was very good, but let's just quickly while we're here talk about Parramatta. They have got Manly on Thursday night, then they go into Penrith, then they go into the Roosters. There's every chance that they could be none and five after five rounds of this competition. I mean, I understand that the Sharks, that they got to a lead, the Sharks overran them, but there is some... I don't think everything is rosy at Parramatta. I don't think that they are the side that got the, to the grand final last year. I really don't. Well, 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 well Ben, you're forecasting an 0-5 start, but equally they could be 3-2. and two. Well, they could be. So you're I, I unlucky their form. last week. So do you think Penrith? Do you think Manly can? Do you think will, they'll beat Manly? Well, I, 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 well, I, I look at I look at the level of performance in their last two games. You didn't they, think the Dolphins were going to win their first two games, Dobbo? Yes, you I know, did. What what Brad Arthur <laughs> will be focusing on? Will Give me a show credibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what Brad Arthur will be <laughs> focusing right, on right. is no, the level of performance from Parramatta, yeah. and they were in the fight both yeah. of these games. Yeah, I think if they'd so have been too. blown out, if they'd have been blown out, like, and they'll look at both of these games, going, guys, we are, you know, millimeters away. The, 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 millimeters away or moments away moments away we've got to manage these moments better we've got to concentrate on the key moments don't blow these opportunities or don't give opposition moments to come back or opportunities to come back that's what it is the performance is is very very close very close and people will forecast they'll be five and zero they won't be forecasting that they'll be looking we'll go two one two two three two yeah they're one of those sides they played in the grand final and it, it and no matter what happens, you lose a bit of hunger. So, like, to come back and hit the ground running. Even if you don't win. I, I, yeah, I mean, because no one expected them to get there. So there's yeah, part true. of the pat on the back and Parramatta. Like, mate, don't forget, Parramatta win six games. The fans go and get a tattoo premieres. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like there's no club like Parramatta. So, like, I, I don't think I've heard of a club that's talked about more than Parramatta. You know, so, so I think living with all that week in, week out and then – making the grand final, then having their players go over the World Cup, I thought that they were going to struggle early in the year. I think that when they come back into the competition or thought when they come back into the competition that it's tough. And you look what's happened to Penrith as well. They're not the same side. You know, it's really hard to get all those one percenters, And they've only lost a few little moments. I thought they were unlucky against Melbourne. They should have won. And then, you know, the game, they get off to a start, the Parramatta yeah. game that they like. They Like, they start fast, catch us if you can. Well, Cronulla didn't go away. Cronulla were desperate. They needed a win. And they got – and then that game could have went either way. Yeah, Both games could have went either way. Like, they weren't getting beaten because they weren't in the game. No, they're, they're absolutely having a crack, Gordon. But I think the, the issue is, from an Eels perspective and from an outside point of view – these are the tight games that last year they were finding ways to win and they had ample opportunities to win in round one against Melbourne and they were also well and truly in the fight against the Sharks as well. 
I think their issue is on the edges where they're clearly missing Sean Lane. Papalia has yep. gone to the West of Tigers. Murata Nakore was a Mr. Fix-It for them yep. last year who could play in the centres, could play back row, could play middle and always did an outstanding job. You add to that, um, you know, Reid Marnie being gone, yes, yes. similar style they're of not replacement the same team. in Josh Hodgson. He's, he, he's still a very good gun player. Um, but Ray Stone and Oregon Kafusi. Kafusi played for Cronulla on Friday night. You add all of those bits together, Sean Lane's injured, Ryan Madison's suspended. Yes, and it is a completely. They'll be different they'll be those side. back rowers will really help them. They have looked vulnerable on those sort of three and four man defenders. They they, they have really looked vulnerable, and I think Mitchell Moses is feeling it as well, not having that presence next to him. Like, look, I, I hate to bring it up on the guy, but you, you'd be looking in that dressing room at Ryan Matson and going. Why did you not take the money? It looks like a bargain now, doesn't it? Well, I can't believe he wouldn't have taken the fine. I, I think we all agree with that. I, he did try in the off-season, didn't he? And then they, to get well, a backflip, back but the he problem back was flip. by that stage there had already been too much time elapsed and the NRL refused to, to budge on it. They said, mate, you had your chance first time around and you decided to go the other way. So, so. Is that, But, like, where is the club when it first comes and he – because the club have to yeah. submit it, don't they? Yes, well, that was like, no, 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 so no, they, they no, basically no, they had 24. No, no, yeah, no, you're right, Gordon, but they had 24 hours and he had to answer the what question. What was it, $5,000? Yeah, you know, you know what? It was all, almost. It wasn't quite. It was, was 4,800. You, you, you know what, right? If you're the, if that happens again, I'm ta- like, if you're the CEO of any football club or whoever makes that decision is on that call, I'm not letting you, t- I don't think it should be an option anyway. But if the CEO should stand up and say, what do you want to do? This is what we're, no, not what do you want to do? This is what we're doing, pal. Yeah, you're got, paying that money and you're playing for this club. What about some people that just play for money? Go somewhere else then. Yep. Go somewhere else. I'm not. I, if I was a CEO of a football club and a player comes to me and says, "I want to pay. I, I, I want to take the suspension. I'm not playing the final." I say, "Pack your bags, pal. Go and play somewhere else." It, sh- it shouldn't happen, Gordy. And I've, I've spoke about this before in a joking context. But a CEO or whoever made a power broker should not let the player make that decision. I'd certainly get. Can we start a campaign now? Can you get your resume ready? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of clubs that just want to make you the hitter. Yeah, Yeah. you you know, you bring him in as a pinch hitter, pinch CEO. (laughs) (laughs) Just come in, just deliver that, and then leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I want to see a briefcase. This is is the policy. No one's allowed to. No one's allowed to miss games. Just a briefcase with like an up and go and a little posty in there. Walk in, just open up. The same because you're gonna have no, no paper. Dr. Pepper. Is oh, Dr. Pepper. Hey, Dr. Pepper Zero. Let's put that in the vending machine. Dr. Pepper Zero. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're laughing. The oh, foundations yeah. of any football but, club. But, but like you're right. Yeah, I mean five. Like what are they paid a game? So let's just say that they're paid twenty thousand a game. So there's sixty thousand dollars for five. Mm. Or whatever it is, it's ten thousand a game. Yeah, like it was it, a surprise. It's decision. a really in, small. In price. fairness Silly to Madison, decision. he did then try and reverse it. Like yeah, he, he did, but he but, but, but it shouldn't be to that, yeah. and it shouldn't be all on Madison. I I, I think the club's there for a reason because yeah. there's blokes that take the emotion out. They go, well, yeah. this is the jersey, this is that. You know, is he injured? Has he had surgery? There's all those things that you talk about. Do you know what, mate? You you wouldn't even tell him. Say, I'm not, I'm not even going to consult you on this. I'm yeah. You, you're taking the fine. Yep. I'll tell you what it does set up. It sets up an awesome showdown between two of the long-time rivals in the Eels and Manly coming up round three. We've got another cracking round of footy coming up. you yeah. got Bunnies Roosters after the Sinbin Sunday in the final oh, series yeah, last that's September. That's coming up in round <laughs> that three. And then you got Power and Manly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They can't take again. our name. 
I can't take it. We yeah, can Man- Manly, Manly <laughs> off a week off as well. Yeah. In, do you want that? Or, or? No, no, not at this stage in the season. Well, no. somebody had to have you it think it's a hard, that's a hard game, Manly off a week off? I just don't think it's it, well. Maybe and it's, it's at it, four points. Yeah, I, I think long term, it's 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 not ideal. I, it's the Thursday night, isn't it? So it's not the it's not a massive thing. But yeah, it was a yeah, twelve day. Yeah, day, yeah I, I suppose in, in that context, it's it's not that it's big a deal. But ideally, you want it when your side's busted and they need to break. Yeah, but you can't pick that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, say, what is it? Halfway through the season, three quarters of the way through the season, you need it to freshen up your troops. Or you know where this could come in really handy. Look at those teams that have got bar- the, the last three or four rounds. So you look at you know the the benefit of finishing top four yep. last year or, or in previous years because they earn that you know the the right to earn a week off. Anybody that's got a bye round 24, 25, 26, and I think maybe twenty seven this mm. year. What if, if they you, need four and against? If it, you, could, it could go <laughs> against them. It, it could, Gordon. You are right, but. You, that that week off, if yeah. you if you finish say um, five, six, seven, or eight, if you're one of those teams and you've had a buy in those late rounds, that could be like incredibly beneficial and could tip the finals. You know that theory of you need the or, or you know that the you need that week off in order to to win the GF. Like that could really give teams a, an accelerated opportunity to, to win the grand final come uh, come September, October. I think Manly were very happy to have the bye with Tommy Turbo after getting through that game. Well, what are they going to do, oh, Doctor? Okay. Give so him a bye. So week in, and, week off. And Hold John on. Schuster, who's coming back as their John final. John Schuster. Johnny Schuster, right? Is that Josh's brother? Josh Don? Schuster, sorry. Yeah. I think that was his uncle. <laughs> Dobbo. No, no, I mean that genuinely. I, I, speaking to people at Manly, they want it. They, so who were you speaking ideal. to? It doesn't matter. I've got okay. sources Are you and Sleep the... Sweet again? <laughs> I'm not answering so that. So hey, Tommy Sambo's doing the It's one of these the shows. I say, listen, I was talking to Wayne Bennett the other day and he said this. <laughs> I'm talking to my sources. You know, just hearing coming out of the club. My source at the club, you know. Uh, the word around Manly is this. <laughs> so, Dolly, well, what, what you're trying to say. That's what you don't know. I, no, and don't you don't want to go on the record. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to go on the do, record. Do, and, you're so, and you're like a lemonade sandwich coming no. and going, this is what I Dobbo wants Tommy Tabo to be the okie-cokie. In, out, in, out. In, out, in, out, in, out. Mate, you can't have a week on, week off every single week. I realise that, Ginger, but I'm just going to say this to you, that he he got through week one. Mm. It doesn't hurt them from a trying to get everybody fully fit. He wasn't 100%. He was only – you saw that at different stages throughout that game. I don't think it's as bad for Manly as you're making out. But So who hey, told you that? I? So whose opinion's that? Because it's not yours. So whose well, opinion is it? That is mine, thank you. Anyway, that's it from us here. We are going to head to prime time. Tigers and Knights Sunday. Simbin, see you later, boys. Uh, hopefully I'll see you next week. Have a good week from uh, the Sunday Simbin on a pretty invoice finance. The game coming up, Tigers taking on Knights. Till next time, it's Pipe now. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Waiting on big customers to pay their bills? Power your business growth with a Pricity Invoice Finance. T's and C's apply. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.